This is South Florida's only real sports station. WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. A Beasley Broadcast Group station. And WQAM.com. The Miami Hurricanes and the West Virginia Mountaineers. Hurricane, Hurricane Steam Day starts at 9, live from Mr. Moe's in Coconut Grove. A presentation of Miller Lite, Josie, Don Bailey Jr., and the Beast have the call at 12. This Saturday on Sports Radio 560 QAM. So if I have not seen him this morning, but if, uh, if nothing has changed as of last night, then he'll be uh, taken off the uh, PUP list and he'll practice today. And we'll see what happens. You know, Jed Weaver will line up with the first group. But the thing that's happened because of Alonzo being out, uh, it, it's really given uh, Randy McMichael an opportunity in these first five practices. And, and, the, and now we're talking about him. We're saying, you know what, we've got to make sure that this guy gets enough work with the good guys to, to see if he can help us. Do you find yourself tempering your enthusiasm with a young kid like McMichael, Don't, not to put too much pressure on him? Or, I mean, how, how do you evaluate uh, where he is now and where would you like to see him by by time the season starts i think the big question right now on randy mcmichael from a tight end standpoint is 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 he going to be tough enough to block uh once we get going here this morning with the pads on uh, i think he will i mean i, I i've seen nothing uh, sound oh what, what is that okay. what is that what was that all about how is that possible how is that possible Clarence? i'm sure it's a long story well you know what we have time for a long story by the way ray lucas sucks so here we are uh, in Radio Land again, and it's a good thing that I'm here because you want to know something. If I was doing the show out of town, I'd be out of touch with this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd you be out of touch with it? this. We apologize for our usual technical incompetence here at WQM, ladies and gentlemen, but we had a little bit of a problem. First, Mo couldn't uh, he couldn't tell the time, I guess, or let's blame it on Zach. Sure. Let's, let's blame it on anybody but Mo. And ran way the hell over. And then we start, okay, well, we can handle that. Just get the hell out of here. Don't buy a house. And uh, we're not on the air. Do you want to do the show open all over again? No, I don't want to do that. All. <laughs> I, I do want to say this. Hello, George. Hello, George. Hello, George. And he is in on Queer Street right now. But we don't have time to dick around. we got to do our tribute to uh, Tom Jicka. You know him? He's stupid. Yeah, well, we know that. <laughs> Man. Thanks a lot, Tommy. I know he's listening. I guarantee if there's anybody listening right now, it's little Tommy Jicka. You know him? He's bloody stupid! And we know that, too. We'll get to him. We'll eventually get around to that. By the way, special hello to, uh, what's her name? Lisa C. In Arizona, no less. Well, she ain't up out there now, you know. It's too early in the morning. But she sent me a nice fax about Mark Grace, and uh, very happy that Arizona's got Mark Grace, and yada, yada. And back in the 80s when she worked at GTR, she worked weekends in Bordot, et cetera, and so on. She didn't know who the hell I was talking about, but I have great taste in men. Yes, I do. So, hey, there's Duff with a smile on his face. Good start, Duff. Good start. What, what's the story? Will somebody tell us what happened? Just make up a story. One of the switches was I uh, think Mo did it. in a different position. I think Mo did it. I think Mo's wig got in the way of the pot. I think it got caught in the pot. Zach did it. You know something? You know what gets in the way? The fat. The fat gets in the way. Put down the goddamn bagels. Put down the locks. Just quit eating for like ten minutes. The fat got in the way. Even Robert's giving you the high sign. The high sign back there. Man. Don't, don't get all red in the face. We don't care. We're used to technical F-ups here, okay? We like it. In fact, uh, made the show three three minutes shorter. We like that a lot. In fact, you might, let's do it again. Let's start over the same way. Keep doing this for like three minutes at a time. 
Don't worry about it. Now, see, if that would have happened before 9 o'clock, then you'd have had some real tourists, baby. Then you'd have had something to worry about. You'd already be out the door. You'd be on the way out. You'd be wearing a pink slip. It looked lovely. Anyway, our poll, we had a lot of crank votes on the poll over the weekend, especially this morning. Boy, they must be up early. I mean, all weekend, but just heavy duty. Look at this. Uh, a feeding frenzy on this poll. Kept a lot of people off the street. Now, don't you think we need a lot more coverage about the sniper? We need the to put a, a lot. Let's bring some people in off the street. What do you think, huh? You think it's Al-Qaeda? You think it's Al uh, Schwartz? You think it's uh, Al-Cap? What do you think? See, it's funny that you should have uh, come across that thing, too, that, so, that awful show with Howard Kurtz. What is it called? Real, no, uh, whatever it's called on CNN. Real bad. Real, real bad. Real crap. And they just sizzled him an ass, and he sat there with a look on his face. He didn't know whether to scream or peel his banana. He just uh, was psychotic because they said, first of all, you're bringing all these people on the air. Not a single one of them has any idea what they're talking about. Uh, what are you doing doing the show in Rockville, Maryland, making a circus again? And they just grilled and roasted him. It was, and I was like, oh! yeah, unre oh, it's called Unreliable Sources. That's the name of that show. I can never think of the name of it. Irresponsible Sources on CNN. Well, they got to put something on here. There's a Bill Hummer. Right now, we head back overseas now. Yeah, head back overseas, Bill. Get on the ship and get out of here, okay, Mr. Expert. And then that Moosey man last night, he comes out with that breathless statement and saying, did he really say that right? You left us a number and call us at that number? <laughs> and they're thinking, see, they're thinking right off the bat because they're a bunch of racist bastards. They're thinking that this guy is very inarticulate and he didn't say it right. And they said, is that really what you wanted to say? And he said, yes, it do be. It do be what I want to be saying, okay? So please call us at that number that you be leaving us. So whatever he said, Moose Man. Doobie. Do you think we can catch anybody in this country? No. How about Osama? No. Your mama? No. Anybody? Pretty embarrassing. Anyway, what do we got? Four million votes on the pool. Which politician do you despise the most? Eric apologizes for his spelling, by the way. He misspelled almost everything on here. At least he was consistent. He misspelled despise. He didn't have the capital L in delay. He had, uh, or in, uh, well, he had, or in snatch, right? Strom Thurmond was spelled wrong. Uh, everything. And he's uh, proud of it. Hillary Clinton, 329. Boy, just barely ahead of Jew Lieberman. And isn't that what I told you this morning before the show? Nip and tuck, nose to nose. But in my book, Jew Lieberman beats her hands down her uh, goyish pants. Jeb Bush was a strong third, 315. 1,587 votes, and I bet you at least 1,000 were real votes. In the history of the show, we've never had so many uh, psychotic votes. You know, that's, nope. that's a good sign. That's a good sign, Tom, because it means somebody must be listening out there, little Tommy Jicka, besides you. <coughs> I'm, I might do the whole show on him today. I might take all my periodicals and just put him aside for a while. Because this man, you know, at least have the balls to write. We know you don't like the show the way it is now. And get your facts right because I'm not here for the whole winter time. I'll be gone before you can say scumbag, okay, Tom? Bald little scumbag. Maybe he could borrow Mo's piece, you think? One of the ones you're talking about. He's, you said he's got a bunch of them. Right. Maybe little Tommy Jicka. Next time he fills in for Eddie Kaplan, he can borrow one of Moe's uh, toupees. The spare he doesn't wear. <laughs> I think it would be great. He's stupid. Yeah, in case you missed the Sun Sentinel yesterday, the TV book, I knew sooner or later he'd get around to it because you don't have the balls, first of all, to admit that you're full of crap. I'm going to dissect this thing. He makes up these letters, like I've told you for years, and then he responds to them as opposed to writing a column and saying, oh, well, Neil is just reading a bunch of crap on here, and, oh, let's hope that now he's back in town, he's going to go back to doing those great shows. Yeah, taking those great phone calls, Tom, which you still don't want to talk about.
what was happening to this show. You still don't want to deal with that because you don't. Since you had a pawn your radio and you can't listen to the radio anymore, he's got to borrow a friend's radio at work at the Sun Sentinel. How do you like that? The one that Jack Anderson used to have, alleged. 330, uh, what is it? 330 for Hillary. Jew Lieberman, 325. Jeb Bush, 315. A politician you despise the most. Catherine Harris, 166. She'd be doing pretty good. John Ascroft, 146. Jesse Helms, 88. Ted Kennedy, 86. I wonder if he's kin to Teeter Kennedy. Tom DeLay, 47. Trent Lott, 42. Strom Thurmond, 19. Dick Army, 17. Orrin Snatch, sucking up last place. You know how many Orrin had? He only had nine votes. Poor Orrin Snatch. We got a good poll for today, which we'll get to eventually. Now, don't you think we ought to bring some strangers in off the street to see what their take is on who uh, is doing the shooting, the sniper is? We got some strangers in the building. And psychoanalyze him, and uh, is he upset? Is he, uh, you know, just like they said on that unreliable sources yesterday, there isn't one of those people got any idea what they're talking about. It's all wild speculation. They haven't got a freaking clue who it is, what he's all about. If it's one, if it's two, if it's a hundred, they don't know. They don't know crap. And just like good old Condoleezza said yesterday with Wolf Blitzkrieg, do you know where Osama is? No. No, we ain't got any idea. We're at a loss. We're at a loss, she said. Tell me, we're at a loss here at QAM because we got we just see again shows you off balance. You lose all the momentum. You don't play the opening bit. You're like, uh, you know. One of those things because Zach is so he's so on edge in there because of all the pressure working on that morning show with Mo. He's so on edge. That's the problem with Zach. In the beginning he was just fine, you know. But now another train monkey. Well, you're a monkey, not ours. Eleven after nine at five sixty WQAM. So Ray Lucas sucks. Three hours of Ray Lucas sucks on this radio station. Like we don't know that already. He's got a nice hairdo though. He's got the Jason Taylor haircut. He's got the Troy Stratford haircut. And he still sucks. Troy said he'll go in there and take over. He ordinarily ain't no quarterback, but he'll go over there and take over. I hear the rumor is Troy's replacing the crow. You know, mattress shopping is a complete waste of time if you do it the old-fashioned way, but I'm telling you for a coon's aid, speaking of those guys, that you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to waste a lot of time and money. You don't have to get ripped off. All you have to do is pick up the phone. Just pick that thing up, baby. Stick your finger right in and the phone, too. Call 1-800-MATTRESS. You'll be immediately connected to an expert betting consultant whose only job is to get you the best brand name mattress in the world. And when I talk about brand names, they got the top ones going. Not some off-brand you never heard of. They've got Serta, Sealy, Simmons, King Coil, the best manufacturers in the world, and at exceptionally low, unbeatable every day. Low prices. And when you call that number, 1-800-MATTRESS, you pick the day in the two-hour window for delivery when you're going to be home and it's convenient for you. And guess what? They actually show up in that two-hour period, like between noon and two, between one and three, et cetera, and so on. And you also get that 30-day in-home comfort guarantee, which allows you the incredible privilege of checking out the new mattress for up to 30 days. Can you imagine the mess you can make on that mattress for up to a month and then say, ah, I don't think so. I won't give me another one. So pick up that phone and call them right now. You'll be sleeping like a baby in no time at all. 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, or check them out on the web if you like at mattress.com. Live and local, this, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. We're back. Hey, I'm talking to Muff here. I don't have time to come back on now. What kind of a break was that? What kind break. of a freaking break was that? About a minute and a half? As long as all the other ones are, have been. Yeah. Well, we're talking the heavy-duty stuff in here, okay? We're talking about this new spray, Gayaway. We're talking about important crap. 
So don't be interrupting here. Hey, listen, we got a new format here to please Tom Jick. It's called All Dead Air. That should please Tom. No more periodicals. No more stuff that'll piss off Tom Jicka. By the way, look at the calendar. Show him when I'm uh, getting out of here. Just to piss off Tom, I'm getting out of here again because uh, he thinks he knows what he's talking about. I'm going to do the whole show today for little bald-headed Tom Jicka. How do you like that? Neil Rogers. Ah. And I still can't get a goddamn uh, bit in here. We've been on for like 15 minutes. I still can't play anything. Thought I had a request from some one of your Julios out there who says he really enjoys the job you do filling in. I think I Schmidt candies uh, facts. And about uh, your reading uh, periodicals or whatever, he says, uh, don't sell yourself short. Do all of the reading you want. Bedtime stories, he said. That'll piss off Tom Jicko. If you if you start doing uh, bedtime oh my stories, God. man. Hello, George. Uh, get out of here. Get out of here. What the hell business you got to? We already heard about Ray Lucas sucks for three hours. Hello, George. Notice how you won't even dignify I'm in here? Hello, George. Get out. Here's our poll question today. The media coverage of the sniper has been... Outstanding, okay, okay, too much, or just another feeding frenzy like O.J., John Bonet, uh, Chandra, etc. And I notice on the uh, poll here, uh, Eric puts, believe me, I know about feeding frenzies. I don't know if that means him or me or both. We both know. In fact, this weekend, what? Feeding frenzy. Well, I mean, why the hell not? Lost two pounds. All right. Balance for life, man. Those beautiful stools. Even the nicest bar in town don't have beautiful stools like that, I'll tell you. Just beautiful. Tapered, you know. It's great. Anyway, so yesterday I'm having a decent weekend. Won a few bucks at the track Saturday. Pick up my son Sentinel yesterday morning out on the front lawn. I go in and I'm reading. And, of course, the first thing I do every Sunday is I open up the TV book, which it's almost impossible to find. It's almost impossible to find anything in the Sunday papers here because there's like 9,000 pages of ads, special sections for this, brands mark this, this one, that. Everybody's got the special sections. But I always manage to find it and the, uh, the uh, TV book, too. And here it is. And I open up only to page uh, 6 to see little Tommy Jicka. And when is it go when is the shoe going to drop next? You know what I'm saying? You know, Tom. He's stupid. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, yesterday, here it is. Question. And we know you've been making this up for years, Tom. Haven't I always said that he makes these up? Yes, I have. And he does. As opposed to having the balls, like I said, or writing a column and saying, Oh, Neil's show sucks, and he just reads all this ponderous stuff on the air, and what happened to the fun we used to have. See, because evidently this is a man who's in denial about how the show is degenerating until I finally took the bull by the horns and stopped talking to a bunch of mouth-breathing assholes on the air every day for four hours. Who were destroying this program, but Tom just out of touch with that. See, he's the one that's out of touch. Maybe too much time in L.A. getting wined and dined out there by the networks with all those damn uh, fall uh, show previews. Remember the spring book came out and we had that great rating book and there was all the big news in radio in this market. Tom couldn't be here, though. Why? Because he was out of touch. He was in L.A. And I guess they don't have the Internet in L.A., so he couldn't have gotten that information. From Arbitron, he couldn't have got that, and uh, nobody could have faxed it to him out there, so he could have written the column. No, Tom Jicker, who writes eight million columns, almost every one of which having to do with network TV shows, having almost nothing to do with anything local. The only local article this man has written in the last 500 years has been about, well, uh, the uh, the TV news partners of the newspaper. Does anybody give a crap which TV station the Sun Sentinel or the Herald is affiliated with? No. Of course not. Who gives a crap? Who cares, Tom? Over and over and over again about every guy. And, of course, the TV cooking show schedule. Don't forget that. Don't leave that out. Of course. But anyway, here's the made-up question by Tom Jick in yesterday's Sun Sentinel TV book. Question. 
It's time for you to take back what you said about Neil Rogers being out of touch because he's out of town. Come on, man. I've just heard articles from Maureen Dowd, Bill Sapphire, news of the missing Florida votes from the November election, news from the Dallas Morning News, Toronto Sun, Wall Street Journal, etc. GW via email. Little Tommy's answer. You aren't being sarcastic, are you? I hate that. Relax. Neil is back in town for the winter. Neil is back in town for the winter. You should live so long, Baldy. So periodicals on audio will probably give way to the type of shows that made Neil the dominant talk personality in the market. Periodicals on audio. We ought to have like an open that says that. The Neil Rogers Show, a.k.a. periodicals on audio. Coming right up. See, like I said, instead of having a writing a column and saying, oh, all he's doing is reading these columns on here. And you'll notice, by the way, that over the years I've read many of Tom's columns on here. Did he ever have any problem with that? No. Did he ever say it was like periodicals on audio? No. No, that was okay. That was all right. And as far as all of these other places, see, this is what really grinds my ass, because he's just a hard ass who doesn't want to admit that he could have been wrong. When I was in Toronto and we had the election debacle on September the 10th, nobody in this market covered that like I did because it was right on the Internet. See, unlike the newspaper, Tom, unlike your newspaper, which goes to bed at 12.30 or 1 o'clock in the morning and has a deadline and can't get the late night and overnight stuff and can't change it because it only comes out once a day with stale, old, outdated stuff, Unlike that, we had the stuff right off the state of Florida website. And here was the updated, I'm sure you remember that, like two sure. days, three days after the election. Oh, and uh, Janet Reno did this, and uh, Bill McBride. And what did I tell you? That McBride was going to hang on and win a very, very close, slim win, and he did. And every time a new precinct would report on there, we'd have it on the air. When they had the episode on Alligator Alley with the three schmata heads there and the woman from Shoney's in Georgia. Guess what, Tom? I know since you're the TV guy, I would have thought, but, you know, what do I know? I would have thought that you'd understand the miracle of satellite TV or even cable TV because all around the world is CNN and MSNBC and Fox News and all these things, Sky News, BBC. And so when the Alligator Alley thing was going on, we had it on the air. Even though I was not here physically, I was sitting in Toronto. We didn't miss a beat. We had it right on the air, including even the little robot. We had it all on the air. And even on that day, I was saying, all this crazy speculation, these people haven't got any idea what they're talking about, including Paul Zahn, who's speculating they're on their way to Turkey Point to blow that thing up. Remember that? Yeah. And I ripped her an ass about that. As it was happening, okay, as she was spewing her crap. Right, Paula? Well, that it was pre-September 11th. Yeah, well, that's uh, too bad, bitch. These people on here, man, absolutely, unbelievably irresponsible. Because they got a lot of time to fill up. But getting back to little Tommy. See, I don't do the show for you, Tom. I've tried to tell you that before. And now that I'm back in town, you'll notice the show hasn't been any different these last several days that I've been back here than if I'm in Toronto, if I'm in Amsterdam, if I'm in Yenemsveld, except, of course, for the aggravation factor which Tom must be one of those who enjoys that. I don't. I don't. Can't stand it. Periodicals on audio. Like I said, have the balls to stand up and be, but you don't have it, Tom. You never had it and you never will. To just give an opinion and say it's yours, as opposed to well, like uh, some phony letter that you're making up in there again. 
Don't I feel bad that Tom don't like the show now? No. I, you know, and the amazing part of it is nobody inside the building has ever indicated to me, other than P.D. Lenny, who's a backstabbing phony. But other than that, nobody has said, oh, gee, you're reading all this stuff on here. What happened to the show the way it used to be? The show the way it used to be was was dying, okay, was being butchered by the same 15, 20 calls. When I hear old Joe again there, old Joe with Mo at the end of that show this morning. He's stupid. I, I have to say to myself, thank God we're almost never take calls on his show. So we can take the same half dozen goofballs, losers, lowlifes, no-lifes, and keep putting them on the air again so uh, they have something to do to keep them off the streets. And by the way, Joe, we know Ray Lucas sucks, okay? We know it. He blows. I was high-fiving myself during that game yesterday with a front-running phone. He's, oh, we want Jay Fiedler back. What, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? Now they love Jay Fiedler, the Jew boy from Dartmouth. What a... What a Phony, front-running, absolutely ridiculous place. Right up to the last minute, five and one team. Buffalo Bills, one of the longest-standing, probably the, along with the Jets, the greatest rivalries that the Dolphins have, and they had to go right to the last second. Channel Four had to buy up the last thousand tickets or more so they could uh, not black it out. All these people, they got to, you know, talk is cheap. It's easy. And let me tell you one more thing, Tommy Jicka. In the same Sun Sentinel. Was this yesterday or was this uh, Saturday? Yesterday. Same paper. In the same goddamn paper. Here's Lawrence A. Johnson, the classical music writer. WKAT style has classical fans howling. They're howling. They're pissed off. But this isn't written by the guy who's supposed to cover radio and TV. This is written by the classical music writer. And wait until you see this. I had to, like, uh, staple it together. Look how long this freaking oh. article is, okay? No, seriously. Wait until you see how long this damn thing is. Are you uh, unfurling it? Oh. Um, look at that. Wow. A whole big article here by the classical music uh, editor. I didn't even know newspapers had a goddamn classical music editor, especially in a town like this with a sophistication level <laughs> of South Florida. But the guy that's supposed to cover TV and radio, who's just too much of a big shot to write about radio anymore, he doesn't write this or anything about it, any more than he wrote about party radio and Power 96 or about any of the other stuff that goes on in this market. So it seems to me, Tom, that if anybody's out of touch, you could be here all year long. You could save your dog and pony trips, your paid all-expense paid trips to L.A. so they can wine and dine you with those new fall TV shows. You could save that. You know something? You could be here every day of your life, and you'd still be out of touch, Tom. You'd still be out of touch, you little bald-headed geek. And you know he's listening right now. How else would he know that I'm back in town for the winter? Maybe oh, somebody told him. Yeah, maybe a little bird told him, huh? Maybe the bluebird is on his shoulder. <laughs> Took a crap on his shoulder instead of Remus for a change. Maybe the radio reporter reported it. That could be. Maybe the inside the radio insider reported it. You know what I'm saying? Twenty six after nine. Am I getting worked up about this? And then two hours from right now, the summer book is gonna come out. And if we have a crappy book, you can be goddamn sure Tom Jekyll put those numbers in there and say, Oh, that's because Neil is out of touch and he's reading periodicals on the air and he's doing a show out of town. Of course he won't you know, he won't mention the fact that you were on. Who? For two out of the three months. Hello, George. And if we should, by some miracle, have a good September, which we'll be able to extrapolate and uh, eraculate and uh, masticate, we'll be able to do those things with these numbers in the next couple of days, which is uh, what's great. When 1130 comes and the goddamn summer book comes out, Tom, I hope you got your ear glued to the radio, okay? I hope they got you tied up in a little corner with the, uh, with the radio glued right to your ear and it turned up so loud that your head is spinning like a dreidel. I guess he probably don't like those anti-Bush stories either, because, you know, Tom, for all of his, well, he's uh, all for this, and he's a progressive guy, he's uh, politically uh, confused. I'll be very kind, politically confused. He's stupid. 
27 after 9 at 560 WQM. Let's face it. You've been hearing about Fast Train for quite a while. I wonder if it makes sense for you. The facts are simple. If you have the dedication, Fast Train will provide you with the necessary training to become a certified computer professional. According to Time Magazine, the demand for computer professionals will continue to explode. Our average student completes the training in just four short months, attending school three nights a week. Once you've completed your certification, Fast Train will assist you in getting that new computer job. Fast Train invites you to come in and visit their trained career counselor and determine which track is ideal for you. Call Fast Train at 866-FAST-TRAIN to set up your appointment with four convenient locations. You'll find them in Kendall, Miami, Pembroke Pines, and Fort Lauderdale, so there's bound to be one nearby you. Don't forget to ask the career counselor for a list of students like yourself that are currently in their dream jobs and out on some horseball business like this. Call Fast Train toll-free 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. That's 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Or check them out on that wicked World Wide Web at FastTrain.com. Sports Radio 560, QAM. God Almighty, what a, what a humongous, wow. Saturday morning, join Bullwinkle J. Moose and his bully buddy, Saddam Hussein, Uh-oh. for the madcap misadventures of Iraqi and Bullwinkle. The United Nations is about to speak. Who cares? Give me that crystal ball. Uh, Reckon he got up on the wrong side of the bunker. Perhaps a poem will help. Saddam, Saddam, you're one whacked out dude. And just like your oil, you're smelly and crude. Uh Hey, Moose, did you see your squirrel friend? Oh, you mean Rocky? Sure, he's over there. And over there, and over there. Oh, my, Rocky, what do you know about this, Saddam? Don't ask me. Ask my auntie. Auntie? Auntie who? Auntie Aircraft. <laughs> oh, no. Join us next time for Oil's Well That Ends Well or Kiss Your Gas Goodbye. Hey, Moose, what weather forecast for today? Balmy. Uh-oh. Iraqi and Bullwinkle, Saturday morning on Nickelodeon. <laughs> 9.33, here's the uh, definitive facts to clear up that dilemma. And, of course, it's interesting because this person you'll notice is still listening. As is Tom. You can be damn sure that Tom Jicka is listening this morning. He's got it turned up so goddamn loud he's getting good vibrations. Fact says, good morning, Neil and George. I'm glad you brought my attention to Tommy J's question in the Q&A section of the Sun Sentinels TV magazine. I can vouch for Tommy's sake and that the question about your show is indeed for real. I know because I wrote it. It was edited a bit, but hey, he was too busy reviewing the new John Ritter sitcom to respond to the rest of my comments. Have a great day, guys. Listener uh, George identified in the TV magazine as GW via the Internet. GW, that sounds interesting. Anyway, so there's listener George, who faxes all the time, by the way. Okay. So he evidently doesn't really have any problem with this. So it wasn't sarcastic. No, it was, maybe it wasn't sarcastic, huh? because the guy's still listening. And you know something like I always say, Tom, if you don't like the show, i got one thing to say to you. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, have a great day, okay? Turn over to Rush at noon. And uh, Bill, uh, what's his name? Bill Make-Believe. And have a good time with him. So anyway, Lawrence Johnson, the classical music writer, goes ballistic about the crappy KAT signal, and it blows, and they're not playing the right kind of... Let me say it again. All you classical music people out there, go out, and they have these amazing things with tremendous quality. They're called CDs. What does that stand for? Go to the frickin' record store and buy you a bunch of Mozart and Beethoven and Handel and Bach and whatever else you like and buy it. There you go. Buy some of that dreck and quit bellyaching. I've, n- I've never in my life seen such a bunch of 
whiners and crybabies, maybe next to the Dolphin fans. Maybe they don't have a CD player in their By the way, do you know that Ray Lucas sucks? Who? But, uh, yeah, maybe they can't afford a CD player. All these intellectuals are supposedly so much brighter and so the highbrows, you know, they're so much above the rest of us, the intellectuals. The cheapskates, evidently, who want everything for free. Everything's got to be for free. See, uh, quite frankly, no matter what kind of music you like in this market, you're not going to hear it on the radio. Right. Why should they be any different? That's right. They get Why should way? you classical music people hear the music you want to hear on the radio when none of the rest of us can? We have to go and buy our own goddamn CDs to listen to in the house, in the car, on our Sony Walkman, whatever. So don't be giving us a song and a dance like you're special. In fact, you're the ones with the big bucks. Go out there and buy some real big, expensive goddamn CD, uh, some stereo Collection outfit from the house, and, and go and take your car over to, uh, what you call it, to Sound Advice? Are they still in business? Sure. Boy, I, I don't go there. You want to know why? Because they move. But anyway, take it over to Sound Advice or one of those uh, in-car uh, stereo deals where they install you an $80 billion uh, stereo system in your car, and they'll put speakers on, in the doors and underneath your seat and on your Rectum. everywhere, okay? You'll have violins uh, twinging your hemorrhoids, okay? In fact, even Mo said he's got a good stereo. they got violins uh, twanging his varicose veins. Especially after yesterday. By the way, I mentioned Ray Lucas sucks. Three solid hours of Ray Lucas sucks. See, I don't have to be here to know what a Bush League horseball place this is, Tom. For example, the big story with the Panthers. How about that game tonight? Anybody going? No. Atlanta? Hmm. The big story is Mike Keenan and Rick Dudley, the GM, are at war with each other. Steve Weiss, you're going down to the juniors. No, you're not. Stay here. There's a big war going. What do we get? We get from Mike Russo in today's Sunset a puff piece about Peter Worrell. Oh, my God. It's never going to change. You could leave here and come back 100 years from now. It'll be the same corrupt horseball, uh, horse and buggy place. So what, what do I need to be here? What, what did I miss? And every person that I've spoken to during this uh, very short live visit back into town, and I say to them, well, what did I miss this summer? What, what's been going on? Not a goddamn thing. It was hot. You know what? Do we know what, what happened here? The September 10th election thing, which, like I said, nobody covered it like I did. And that's number one. And number two, the uh, business on Alligator Alley on that Friday, which we were all over like stink on uh, Tom. So what, what did we miss? What did we miss? Because there's bad drivers here? See, Tom, your problem is you're stuck in a time warp. You're in the past. You're living in a freaking past. And I had any day of the year, I'd rather read articles by Mary McGrory and by goddamn Maureen Dowd and by all of these people, Robert Shear, any day of the week, than listen to, hey, can I call Tommy a douchebag? <laughs> Mighty cold. <laughs> See, you're, you're out of touch, Tom. You don't get it. You gotta go with the flow. When things change, you gotta change. And like I said, cause we're just killing time now till 1130, maybe the number is gonna suck, George, and it'll be all your fault. I know. Cause we already saw that, uh, well, it wasn't July was okay, but August, man. <clears throat> even the Don, even the Brontosaurus never laid an egg that big. But the whole station was in a crapper in August, okay? You remember what Carl Rove said, you don't like start, uh, you know, trying to peddle new crap in August. Oh. You wait till September, till after Labor Day. Then you peddle the war. I mean, whatever you're peddling. Like I said, see, I feel good about this show when it's over 1 o'clock, like I've done something productive here. I don't have anybody with the balls in the building to come to me and say, like Petey Lenny, who's busy bad-mouthing us behind our back because he's a backstabber and hates you like poison, but nevertheless. Oh, we can't sell the show because that damn little spick is on in the summertime. Why don't you come here and say it to his face, Petey? 
if there's one thing I can't stand, it's phonies. See, it's one thing about me, whether I'm in Toronto or Amsterdam or here, I'll say the same thing. Okay, have you noticed that? The same yeah, goddamn pattern. Thing. Whether it's about Mo down the hall right there, who don't have the balls to even face me, because he's afraid that uh, his, wig, his wig might do uh, you know, some, some wheelies if he saw me through the window. Makes them cut off the audio. He didn't have to worry about cutting off the audio today at 9 o'clock because we weren't on the air. Maybe, that, maybe that's the new deal now. Maybe we have to have a three-minute wall of separation there. The wall of silence. So that Mo has there yeah, the the wall of silence to give Mo and his uh, his toupee time to uh, wheel out of the building, and so he doesn't have to be subjected to this awful uh, crap, the monkey grinder. Well, that's all right. Won't have to get here as early as I usually do. Yeah, there you go. Let's come in about 9:30. Sounds good. They can't figure out when to get off the air anyway. Somebody reading the clock. No, well, you know when they hairpiece that. You ever see like Mo Howard, the original one? When you're or like in La Caja Fall, when your hairpiece starts falling down over your eyes, it's not easy to read the clock. They, they seem to be having more problem on that show, uh, getting out on time. You know, I don't, probably because we had, had to be reminded again 40, 50 more times that Ray Lucas sucks. Did you know that? Who? Ray Lucas, Ray Lucas, Ray Lucas. Don't spook us with Ray Lucas. He sucks. I watched that yesterday, and I was going, right. I was high-fiving myself. I was so excited. I've seen little, tiny, not just little girls teams, I've seen little teeny tiny girls teams put a better performance on than that. And this Dan LaBasse dude on the front page of the Herald this morning, oh, he'll be okay, he'll come back strong. Yeah, right, you should live so long, mister. How the hell do you know? He knows just as much as all the experts there on the talking head stage about the sniper. Nothing. Nothing. But that's this town for you. Because uh, it, just like the callers, it's the same thing with the columnists. they got nothing to say. They haven't got a freaking clue. You you can smell it. You can walk out in the streets and you can, oh, my God, I must be in the anus of the universe. Whoa, man, the stench. And, you know, let me tell you something else. Yesterday morning I get up bright and early and I went to Publix, okay, because I need to get this, I need to get that. There were several of my listeners in there. They were all very friendly. How you doing, Neil? Nice to have you back. Nice to see you. There wasn't one person who said, you know, all those periodicals and those articles you're reading on here are putting me into a coma. Now, maybe they thought that, but it seemed to me like they were happy campers. Yeah, they're just saying that to your face. They were just saying that that's right. They're like P.D. Lenny. They're just sucking up to my face, but behind my back, they're giving me the old, that's right, the old one-two with the end of their shoe. 941. Do I seem like a little whipped up here today? Because I am, because Tom Jicka. Like I said, if you hate the show, Tom, you're entitled to your opinion. I don't. That doesn't bother me. But come right out and say it. Write an article about it. Write something. Just keep spelling my name right, please. Thank you. You know, we all have different lifestyles. Just ask little Tommy. Therefore, we need different products to make us feel better and be healthier. Oleomed Mediterranean formulas are advanced combinations of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil combined with good stuff. Vitamins, minerals, herbals, other nutrients specifically designed to provide natural nutrition solutions to help you support specific health needs. Look for Oleomed's three new formulas. Maybe they'll come out with one for ratings. Mo. Look for Oleomed's three new formulas, which are sleep, weight management, and CoQ10, all using the benefits of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil, the best that money can buy. Oleomed is an outstanding product. Don't forget to call Ponytail, by the way. And you can pick up Oleomed at Publix, Eckerd's, Walgreens. For more info, call them at this toll-free number, 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-653-6633. And you can also order them online if you like at oleomedamerica.com. If you visit your nearest Publix and buy an Oleomed product in Dater Broward, you can get a coupon for a free Larry Coker bobblehead doll while supplies last. Oh! 
Don't forget to visit their sampling pavilion at Sportstown every Sunday when the Dolphins are playing at home games. Like yesterday, I think the Dolphins were supposed to play at home yesterday, but I think they missed the bus. That's the rumor I heard. Ray Lucas had to sit on the back of the bus, and by the time he got off the bus, the game was already over. Start feeling healthy right now. Pick up some Oleomet and pop it in your puss. George, hello, George, hello, George. Hello. Mm. Condoleezza, Condoleezza, Chevron Mooley. Another train With monkey. your funky yellow teeth so far apart. Condoleezza, Ashe, and Jamami who be smart. Yes. Does they like how you shine their shoes, Condoleezza? All the way you wash and talk the whitest cars. Georgie Jr. say he trusts you, Condoleezza. Tell our allies of the greedy oil woe. But then he make you clean all the White House bathrooms. The pub, the sink, the toilet, and then scrub the floor. They tell you don't wear sandals, Condoleezza. Your cold chip toenails make them want a wretched fuse. Your nappy leg hair looks just like it be Velcro. The GOP want you to be their token spoon. One day while you be flipping pancakes, you may realize that they're treating you just like your esterone. That's when your head will move from side to side, Condoleezza. Here till Bush and Rummy, they be cracker asshole. 9.48, we got big news, maybe. Maybe it says breaking news, and that's always big. CNN SWAT team and ATF surround phone booth in Virginia. See, and they're ensuring the public safety that nobody uh, steps in. And it's in raining there, so, like hell. Uh, interesting development. Uh, Kelly, yeah. I'm just hearing that CNN can now confirm an individual has been taken into custody. That is about all we know. Uh, come back to the significance of what we're looking at here. What is it again? Uh, Bill Hammer was saying a little bit earlier on uh, uh, there have been a number of false leads in this case, but given uh, the resources have been drawn to Broad Street here in Richmond, Virginia, what does it suggest to you? Suggests to me high interest, and I mean, obviously, if the feds were co-located with the locals, then that would mean you think that this there could was be a person a of interest in that to quickly to a site. Um, now, you know, that kind of response wouldn't be rolled out for a prankster if it was known, or you know, a guy that was going to file a false report. So, so let's so assume, okay, that this must be the uh, phone number that was left for them, which any uh, idiot could find out where the phone uh, the was. The phone part, like we spoke this morning, if this was a test of uh, police holding information secure or ensuring the uh, sniper's safety, and it went this way. Uh, we should I sure hope, hope this ain't another one of them Apple Pandowdy guys. 
Kelly, stand by. I'm going to bring Casey Jordan that song, into Fly uh, Pie and conversation Apple as we continue to look at the pictures provided for WRC. Uh, Ari Dotson, our, our witness, described Apple the convergence of 30-some police vans showing up on the scene, uh, the helicopter in place, and you heard okay, what Kelly just said about, about this. This uh, the convergence of a bunch of different resources here. What do you think we're going to do? Let's start speculating. What does this mean? Let's have Moose Man have another press conference now. You never know, though. It could just be an Unfortunately, the individual who happens to have a white Astro van who pulled up and tried to make a phone call. Uh, there, we have progressed so quickly in the last 12 hours in terms of developments in this case. We, we have this phone number. We have this invitation to call. You know what the number uh, is, don't you? Beachwood 45789? The contact was made that a trace might have been placed on a, on a uh, payphone, uh, lightning fast, far greater speed to do the trace. This is conceivable than, uh, than the caller might have imagined. And of course, because a plan was in place, as uh, Kelly indicated, perhaps this is the end result of that plan. Ari Dotson, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, tell us what, what you've uh, seen in the last couple of minutes since we left well, here. We have state police uh, surrounding the place. Now there are, uh, it looks like military. I, I, I don't know if they're police officers or what, with high-powered rifles walking around uh, even across the street. Um, it's, a, it's, it's pretty much a scary, scary place to be right now. Yeah. can't imagine, uh, especially when you hear what some of our experts are saying. Uh, once again, we CNN can now confirm that they have uh, the police officials there, one man in custody. Kind of hard to tell who's heading up the investigation at this hour, but uh, based on what RE's described, a couple of our experts, it looks like a, a large presence of uh, the local police there, and then Kelly suggesting, of course, uh, some federal involvement here as well. Uh, Ari, could you see anybody being taken from the scene? Have you seen any vehicles leaving that area that have been cordoned off? No, I have not. Uh, every, you know, like I say, it's, it, it looks like everybody's just... Paula didn't just say vehicles, did she? Did she just say that? You know, I would swear of, Paula uh, just said vehicles. Of, a, a lot of foot traffic from... The local state, and as I say, it looks like you know, it's a damn good thing I'm or, here in town, or, or we wouldn't be able to have this on the air, you know. What? With high-powered rifles and uh, SWAT gear and you know camouflage, that kind of thing. A moment ago, Ari, we were getting probably the best uh, shot we could, showing the proximity of the Exxon station to the phone booth. Once again, uh, we're not able to screen this stuff ahead of time, but. Uh, you just saw uh, some officers at the at the gas pump there. Uh, once again, distance-wise, Ari, between the Exxon station, the phone booth, and van, uh, walk through all of that for us. Oh well, you go ahead and walk through it, and we'll uh, go back to doing the show, okay? When you when you know something, Paula, give us a call. We'll put it on the air. And like I said, it's a damn good thing I'm here, little Tommy Jicka, sitting on my ass in Miami, as opposed to like in Toronto or Amsterdam, because I certainly wouldn't be able to put this on the air there, would I? Yeah. Why would? How could I do that? See, so here's the guy that writes about television for the Sun Sentinel. He doesn't understand. He doesn't get it. Maybe he needs to go somewhere besides just to L.A. for those freebies. He gets to, uh, you know, get wind and dine and schmooze by the network. Doesn't he go to New York, too? New York? Yeah, he probably goes back to New York once in a while. Maybe they just don't have TV in New York yet. Maybe they don't have cable TV except for the Yankee games on that yes. network. Now, now, who is this? Look at that. Is that Condoleezza? <laughs> he jumped onto the screen there. Wow, what, look at what was that? Gear with the high-powered rifle. That was the Unabomber um, with a new uh, jacket. <laughs> looking like he's ready to, you know, pounce on anybody and anything. Anything. How far you are you guys that? from Ashland Anything. There? Okay, well, when we find something out, we'll put it on here, okay? 
Newsweek. Oh, don't do those periodicals now. Tom's going to really get pissed off. You know what? Another trained monkey. That's him. Newsweek says U.S. intelligence had warning of imminent attack against ships in the Persian Gulf, Yemen port, days before the French tanker was bombed. Zinni criticizes Bush administration on Iraq. I rank Iraq as number six or seven in terms of problems. He said, we don't have the resources and attention, and the risk is too high to go down to that level right now. This is from Newsweek. A key problem in the war on terror is getting enough money and manpower, sources tell Newsweek, and determining with precision where and when the next attacks will come, though officials are conceding they may never be able to get to that level of precision. In one recent example in October, Newsweek has learned U.S. intelligence distributed an alarming report about a possible attack against ships passing through the Persian Gulf with a port in Yemen mentioned as a likely spot. Just days after the report was sent to the White House and via email to FBI counterterrorism agents on October 6th, that explosion ripped through the French oil tanker Limburg while en route to the same port in Yemen. This was about as specific a warning as officials have had, and yet there was still not enough detail to thwart the attack. As the Bush administration pushes war against Iraq, new threats loom from al-Qaeda in North Korea, and some critics question their ability to deal with the multiple fronts, writes senior editor Mitchell or Michael Hirsch, Washington correspondent Tamara Lipper, and investigative correspondent Michael Isikoff in the October 20th issue of Newsweek on Stands Today. In fact, as one official put it, this is an administration with a pretty full plate. We would like some things taken off. Retired Marine General Anthony Zinni, a Bush Mideast envoy, who has annoyed the administration with his fierce public criticism of its Iraq policy, tells Newsweek that, ironically, the Bush administration is now demonstrating the kind of considered policy toward North Korea that it is lacking on Iraq. What happened in the Iraq situation is we said we're going to war. Then we said reluctantly we'd look at other alternatives. It's exactly the reverse of the way it's supposed to be. Going to war should be a last resort, he said. Zinni says, I think they're rediscovering containment and deterrence, which they were poo-pooing. You've got to pick your fights. I rank Iraq as number six or seven in terms of problems. We don't have resources and attention, and the risk is too high to go to that level right now, says Anthony Zinni. How do you like that, Apple, son? Now, what's going on, Paula? Seeking, and uh, because of the driver is in custody, I think that people are probably breathing a sigh of relief, at least for now, until we have further details or a confirmation. Breathing a sigh of relief about what? We don't have any idea who this person is. This could be a witness. This could be just somebody that was making a phone call in the wrong place at the wrong time with a white van parked next to the phone booth. We don't have any idea. People are breathing a sigh of relief. Yeah, we're, <laughs> breathing, we're breathing a sigh of relief that we don't live there. And when you're in South Florida and breathing a sigh of relief that you don't live anywhere else, that should tell you how bad it is there, okay? That should tell you a lot about what it's like there right now. Pouring the cats and dogs there. That's that's about the only thing I'm gleaming is that they surrounded a white van. It could, could be booth. it could be just some schmuck with a white van. You see the people they were pulling over the other day? Yeah. But one guy they handcuffed a guy. He probably opened up a big stupid mouth. They said he looked like another trained monkey. 957 at 560 WQM, if your carpets look like hell, if they're in bad, bad shape, if maybe you got some pets in the house, or maybe some people in the house that just can't control themselves, get yourself a deal with Dry Concepts, because there's nobody in the world that does it better for you. These people have been cleaning my carpets for over 20 years, and, you know, it's kind of embarrassing, because when they come to my, by the time I get around to getting them in there, uh, the carpets are pretty nasty, but they never say a word. They roll up their sleeves, they dry clean the carpets, they leave them looking just like brand new. They smell lemony fresh, they're drying a couple of hours, and when they leave the house, it just you shake your head and say, how the hell could they do this again? 
Everybody I know with a brain uses Drive Concepts, so do the same because they'll never let you down. They give you a written guaranteed price before they start doing the job, and they do an unbeatable job of cleaning your uh, furniture and drapery as well, spot dyeing, fiber protection, carpet repairs, in-plant oriental rug service, second to nobody in the world, deodorization, and if a flood hits you, complete water damage restoration too. So if you want a stupendous job at a fair price that's guaranteed every time, call Drive Concepts. In Broward, call 954-370-7778. In Dater, Palm Beach, call toll-free 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071. Clean today, entertain tonight with Dry Concepts. Live Live and local, we're Sports Radio 560 QAM. Afraid. Be very afraid. 122 votes on the poll. The media coverage of the sniper has been just another feeding frenzy a la O.J. Sean Rajan Bonet. 75 people say that, almost 62%. Outstanding, 21 Okay, 19. Too much, 7. Well? Yeah. Police around White Plymouth Voyager minivan. Okay, if we're going to give Ari a second to uh, rejoin us on the cell phone. Uh, Kelly, I want to bring you back into discussion. How Bill was mentioning a, a minute ago about the thousand or so right. investigators that have been assigned to this investigation. And this one didn't even have like where a, have, a ladder uh, on How is it that they're able to, to arrive so quickly to something like this? Where, where are they been uh, hiding? Well, that's the biggest indicator, Paula, that this was a pre-existing plan. I mean, look on the screen. There's a tactical van. There's emergency services vans. There are uh, many jurisdictions, or at least state that and phone number that they had uh, in that vehicles. message might have something to do with this? Can you imagine, as this person came in, if this was a, a pre-coordinated uh, uh, takedown, which is what it appears to be, how they must have secreted in order for him not to be alerted as he work. went to the phone booth, unless, perhaps, as Casey had suggested, if this is the sniper, he might have discussed his giving up. Uh, so very, very interesting stuff. But from a tactical standpoint, uh, they went to great measures to create a perimeter that was disguised as such well, let me from ask you this. Uh, Since this you're an expert on this, so they could roll immediately. If you're so like uh, of a mindset that you're ready to give up, do you like kill just one more, last one, like he did uh, or tried to, not dead yet? Uh, you take out one more and then say, okay, now I'm ready. That was enough. That's what they call a parting shot. I see. On such short notice. Like on Hollywood Square. Quickly bring those of you who are just joining us on the West Coast into our coverage here this morning. You're looking at a live picture provided by WRC. We're going to go back and forth between tape pictures and live pictures from the scene. Uh, you're looking at a, a gas station or perimeter area surrounding a gas station in the Richmond, Virginia area, which is about 15 miles south of where this latest shooting happened on Saturday night. This white Plymouth Voyager van, according to one eyewitness, has temporary license plates from Virginia. He said there doesn't appear to be any spate inspection tags on it. Uh, it was his thought by looking at this van that uh, it is being driven illegally. Anything about this picture, uh, Casey, that strikes you? There, it appears to be a luggage rack, uh, a very simple frame attached to the top of the minivan, which is, again, not quite the same as a ladder rack, but it is a metal frame, appears to be silver or chrome. Uh, on the top, something that you would be able to tie down luggage to if you were overloaded. So that would be consistent with previous reports, too, uh, even if they have the exact model and make of the white van uh, incorrect. And uh, once again, if you're confused why this is pulled up to a phone booth, we don't really understand uh, why as well. But uh, apparently within minutes of whoever this was in this van, uh, either getting on the phone or arriving at this location, uh, 30 or so police cars arrived. And uh, Kelly, you also talked about uh, what is sort of interesting, what's happened in the aftermath of this. We know a, custo- a, a suspect. That's interesting. Clarence just stuck his head in the door and said, Ray Lucas sucks. importance of some of the videotaping that's being done by state authorities on the scene. What did you see? 
As you're seeing it right now, Paul, and now they've got the vehicle that looks like going to be rolled. One of the greatest games in the history of the World Series. I know you're not into sports, even a World Series, but 11 to 10, Angels 10, Giants, uh, Angels 11, Giants 10 last night, 85,000 home runs. Barry Bonds hits another one in the ninth inning to make it within one run. Just un, un incredible. And we had three hours on Ray oh, Lucas sucks this morning. You missed prior it. You missed the guy towing the truck just his ass. Where they can go take it to oh, a, right. a, another location and do an in-depth search. In depth search and, uh, oh, my God. And that, uh, Kelly, looks Let's like what we're witnessing right now. Uh, another train monkey. Back of trailer uh, ready to go. I think you're going to see the car, obviously, put on this, this rack here. Yeah, we're going to see the car put on a rack. We'd like to see you put on a rack, Paula. That's what we'd like to see. And tortured. You deserve it, honey. All those intemperate, idiotic comments about, well, they could be on their way to the uh, turkey point. Listen, when it comes to turkeys, honey, you know where it's at, bitch. Oh, there's Leon Harris who said Kirby Puckett on uh, Friday. He put an H between the P and the U. Here of all the authorities on the scene. But see, he didn't spell it with an F. He spelled it with a P-H-U, which, I, you know, that's a little more intellectual. You see now that the authorities are preparing to move that vehicle. Yeah, they're going to move that vehicle, baby. Get those minivans out. Remember that Peter, Paul, and Mary song, Move Those Minivans Out? What no. the hell was that? Yeah, you do. What the was the name of that song? We played it at IOD all the time. Move Those Minivans Out. Well, whatever it was. Drugs found on Kid Rock's bus, speaking of vehicles, as uh, Paula said, vehicles. Say it and so. Aren't you surprised? Aren't you shocked? Dismayed. Aren't you mortified, Kid Rock? Another train monkey. Kid Rock's tour bus was pulled over and scoured for drugs on Florida's turnpike just hours after the rap metal singer performed in suburban West Palm Beach. He and his band weren't on the bus when it was stopped for a top-to-bottom search, including the celebrity bedroom, according to a police report. Officers said they found a marijuana cigarette... Oy. And a small amount of cocaine. How do you like that? A marijuana cigarette, one, <laughs> and a small amount of coke. The St. Lucie County Sheriff's Office charged Kevin Joseph McMahon, 36, of Lebanon, Tennessee, with drug possession. He identified himself as Kid Rock's personal assistant, according to an arrest report. He was released from St. Lucie County Jail Sunday on $16,000 bond. Kid Rock had kicked off the Aerosmith concert oh. Saturday at the Coral Sky Amphitheater. Aerosmith was playing in that horse ball place? Now, how come Woody Graber yep. didn't tell us about that? Because he knows you hate it, and he's not going to offer you tickets to go there. I hate Aerosmith? Go. No, you you hate the amphitheater. Well, what, what was a great group like Aerosmith performing at a horse ball place like that? Getting paid. Man, that place blows. <laughs> the bus was pulled over about midnight a few miles south of the St. Lucie Indian River County line by a sheriff's detective and the FHP. According to a sheriff's report, authorities have been tipped by a motorist who said drugs were aboard. No one was available yesterday at the sheriff's office or the driveway, uh, the driveway highway patrol to elaborate. Tipped by a motorist? Tipped by a motorist who said drugs were... They could probably smell it. Uh, the only other person on the bus at the time was the driver. Maybe it was Steve M. Maybe he was uh, the motorist. Maybe he sold it to him. The only other person on the bus at the time was the driver who said he was headed to Nashville. The band had flown to Nashville after the show. He said the driver in the bus were allowed to leave after the search. How do you like that? Good upstanding guy like Kid Rock and his entourage, and he got freaking drugs on the bus. A shock. Iraq War Unjustifiable says the head of Bush's church. Oh, no. President George Bush's own Methodist church has launched a scathing attack on his preparations for war against Iraq, saying they're without any justification according to the teachings of Christ. How do you like that? According to the teachings of, uh, what's his name? Jesus Christ. Jim Winkler, head of social policy for United Methodists, 
added that all attempts at a dialogue between the president and his own church over the war had fallen on deaf ears at the White House. His remarks came as the U.S. continued its efforts to achieve agreement on a U.N. resolution that would open a way for a tough program of weapons inspections in Iraq. France is believed to be concerned that the current draft resolution might still act as a trigger for military invention without a full Security Council debate if Iraq fails to comply. Winkler is General Secretary and of the Board of Church and Society for the United Methodist Church, which counts the President and the Vice President, Dick Cheney, among its members. The church represents 8 to 9 million regular churchgoers and is the third biggest in America. The Methodist Church, he says, is not pacifist but rejects war as a usual means of national policy. Methodist scriptural doctrine, he added, specifies war as a last resort, primarily a defensive thing, and so far as I know, Saddam Hussein has not mobilized military forces along the borders of the U.S., nor along his own border to invade a neighboring country, nor have any of these countries pleaded for our assistance, nor does he have weapons of mass destruction targeted at the U.S., he said. Winkler said his church was keenly aware that it counted the president and his deputy among its members, and that he was therefore frequently encouraged by others to be very careful about how I say things. You know what we're saying? Be very careful how you say things, Pops. Father. No, he's not a father. What do they call him? Pastor. Preach. So we got some real heavy-duty breaking news there, baby. We're looking at it, and, and one of the police officers said, you know, please get back inside. So I just, I backed off a little bit and watched, and, and more showed up uh, in Rico County, uh, some more undercover cops. Um... Let me ask you, did you see the man? There was a man in that van right there behind us? Yeah, he had pulled up the right man like, in the like van. you see it. He had pulled up uh, real close next to that telephone booth, and uh, the car was running. You could see the exhaust. Um, but as far you know what he's going to have for lunch? Spam. Flan. They're pretty well tinted, so I couldn't see the guy inside. Let me ask you, what exactly did uh, this man do? What was his expression when police moved in on him? Um, I know that the police, ex the police officer's expression was. We want to interrupt this tape and take you down to Montgomery County Chief. Oh, here's Moose the Moose Man. Here we go. Moose oh, last night, uh, a brief statement, not taking any questions. Just want to uh, ask the indulgence of the uh, media that the message that needs to be delivered that is that we are going to respond to a message that we have received. We will respond later. We are preparing our response at this time. At this time. Now, do you have any idea what he just said? That they're going to—they received the message and they're planning their response and they're going to respond. And uh, when they get the response together, they're getting their response together. Is that what he be saying? The Moose Man speaks, baby. Oh. And when the Moose Man speaks with one of these press conferences every 15 minutes, the world listens, baby, because he's a pretty important guy. Let's see, this fact says, good morning, you have two very important details for today. That's right, we're just killing time for another hour and a quarter until those numbers come out. It says, one, the ratings, I'm dying to hear how Mo Larry Curley did in the arm and the AM. I know George kicked ass. <laughs> two, did the fish sign Jimmy Carter or Chris Carter yet? Well, now, are they going to tell us? Because I realize that they almost never communicate with us, the sports nerds over there. If the word comes in from the Dolphin camp that they officially signed Chris Carter, which they desperately need, we'll get it. How do you know that? Because I'm going to make arrangements. Well, make arrangements for that, okay, because we have some people out there who are Dolphin fans who are, like, licking their wounds and uh, sucking wind after yesterday's because Ray Lucas sucks. Also, did you see the sports page, JF kissing Lucas in the year? I saw that. Also, go San Francisco Giants. Not, I like the Angels, baby, in spite of J.T. Snow. Nice going there, J.T. He's having a good series. Still looks pretty good. Like those Angels, baby. It's their year. 
The sniper, it's, here's Dave in Boston, says the sniper is cardinal law. Anything to deflect attention from his flock. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got cardinal law stuff here later on in more of our periodicals, you know. Yeah, there's something in the ear in here. I'm getting, <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> oh, it's itching. Yeah, my chest. there's something in the ear. I think it calls for, like, OSHA to come in here. Major, major lawsuit sounds good to me. Twelve minutes after ten at five sixty. Must be Tom Jicka disease. Although we're not belching. You know Tom when he was on the air all the time? Boy, this guy must have the worst indigestion of anybody I've ever known in my life. Little Tommy. Makes me want to greps just thinking about him. Hey, speaking about the Grepsen, I'll tell you one place you go and have a gigantic feast, and you'll be uh, farting and Grepsen and have a big smile on your face because you'll probably eat a ton of food. And that's the Emerald Coast, the world's most amazing Chinese buffet. There are a lot of Chinese buffets. The, you know, the other ones are a dime a dozen. But there's only one Emerald Coast. It just stands heads and the shoulders above the rest because everything is fresh. The food is truly gourmet. They don't use any crap, no MSG, no cornstarch, none of that garbage. And they use only cholesterol-free uh, oil in all the cooking, too. So it's good for you. It tastes great. The selection is endless, and they got three different locations for you. You'll find Emerald Coast in Sunrise, North Miami Beach, and the brand new one in Pember Pines. Start your mouth-watering entree with the choice of six different soups. Try them all. Just suck them down. Then sample dozens of succulent entrees, Oriental Surf and Turf on the weekends with Alaskan King Crab, and New York Strip Steak made to your order at the Gourmet Center. That's that sizzling Asian grill featuring teriyaki, steak, shrimp, chicken, seafood, and even <clears throat> hand-carved prime rib. You're right. There's something in here. The Emerald Coast, I think it's poison. I think Mo left us a little gas. That must be because the numbers are coming out. The Emerald Coast Buffet promotes healthy living, like I said, cooking all of its fine cuisine with cholesterol-free oils, okay? The buffet features a full salad bar, a new sushi bar, and fresh shrimp cocktail, too. And please try to bring along a crowbar so you can open up your pants and save some room for desserts because the dessert bar is outstanding, too, with pies, cakes, pastries, ice cream with all your favorite toppings, and fresh fruit. They even be having watermelon all the time, too. It's a perfect end to an unforgettable feast. Like I said, three locations, Sunrise at Pine Island and 44th Street, Collins Avenue just north of 163rd and prestigious North Miami Beach, and the intersection of Flamingo and Pembroke Road in Pembroke Pines. Emerald Coast accepts reservations, takeout and delivery available as well. Call 954-572-3822. 954-572-3822. Don't forget to call Ponytail, by the way. And look for our new Oriental Chicken Salad, too, at the Emerald Coast. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Yo, yo, let's rate more. Radio Big Shot. All right. That's how we pass the time away in the gay old jail of ours. Online Casino Radio 560 WQAM presents Captain Mo Vainaru. The ratings for the sports format were so bad, we had to start paying the sponsors. And when the only three listeners we had asked to get paid for listening, well, we thought we'd give this a try. Hey, hello, boys and girls. This is your old Vainy Captain uh, Captain Vainaru. We got a uh, full docket of moist and a merriment over here. Uh, this stinks. I ought not be doing this, boys and girls. I was a big star at one time, see? But I gotta tell you, kids, living in paradise ain't cheap. I need to check, understand? All right, let's see what we got over here. Got some great paper. We'll figure something out to do with it. Morning, Captain. What do you want, Green Jeans? Leave me alone. Aren't you gonna say good morning to our friends? You're right. Morning, Moose. 
They call me Mr. Moose, cause I be hung like a moose. I'm glad to hear it, the man, Dingo Man. You be dissing me. Nah, 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 pipe down, pal. You woolies are all right by me. Got the good and strong loins from uh, proper breeding. I just don't know what you just said. That's cause you're stupid, is it? Dad! Now we're gonna make something out of this crate paper, you understand? Yo. Then maybe later I'll pull the link sausages out of my pants, okay? <laughs> Yo. Okay. All right, now. Here's the paper. How many sheets you want, Green Jeans? I'll take two. Two? Yeah. So that's your take, huh? <laughs> huh? It's a joke, you moron. Oh. I'll take one for me. How many for you, uh, Mr. Moose? Let a whole ten. Ten? Ten sheets of paper? That's right. Look at this black-ass monkey over here. Hmm? He wants ten sheets. Ten sheets of paper. Well, I got news for you, pal. Paper don't come cheap, you dumb titsoon. <laughs> hey. Watch you with that I'm gonna cut your veiny throat. Put me out here, green jeans. Stop. Hey, where's your green jeans? Around my ankles, where we want yours to be. That's right. Pull them down, green jeans. Oh, no. Not again. Get up. Run on it. Run We'll be right back. With more. For you boys and girls. Funny after 10 at 560 WQAM, we got the uh, Mad Dog at 1, we got Hank at 3, 3 to 6, oh, 3 to 6, and that more between 5 and 6, oh, that's right, because we got Hurricane Hotline between 6 and 7 from the uh, Heck Center. Nice going there, Humper, <laughs> one of them short shows, and then we got Sitco's Panther preview with 7 of Panthers and the Atlanta Trashers at the, uh, what is it, Office Depot, not the, uh, uh, whatever it used to be, uh, rent center Panthers and the Trashers. And that's with the number eight, Peter Wells on the team. That's what Mike Russo wanted to tell you. Eddie K. after the hockey game and Joe and Mark overnight. Don't be talking no hockey on this station. Don't be talking no World Series. All I want to hear is Ray Lucas sucks. Very interesting. There seemed to be quite a bit of police presence here around yeah. the property. No kidding. And that stirred a little commotion amongst everybody. We started looking, and there was some police standing in the bushes and looking around up towards the gas station. And then all of a sudden, we see this white van, and we're thinking, oh, my God, what's oh my going God. on here? Oh and then we had probably what I would say seven or eight unmarked. This is Don Nielsen, who's a, a car dealer. And out of one of the cars came probably three guys cars. that opened a trunk and uh, proceeded to put on a bulletproof vest and uh, load up uh, assault rifles. And they kind of crept very surreal-like in front of the dealership up to the corner. And then the next thing you know, they were just on this van in a matter of seconds. They pulled a man out, held rifles on him, and away he was gone. Well, how, how, how long were those police officers there before the van pulled out? Uh, a while. I'm, I'm going to say by the time I was, uh, it was brought to my attention, probably 10 or 15 minutes of people looking around, uh, milling around, and parked in the area here. About what time? Uh, I would say probably 8.15, 8.20, right in that range. And what time did you see the white van pull up? Can you, can you recall? Uh, that white van was there when I, after I saw all this going on, so I did not see the van pull up. One of the girls that works here went up for coffee at 8 o'clock and noticed it there at that time. Mm -hmm. Now, when you did see them go ahead and, and approach the van, did you see what happened then? Did, were, were, were guns brandished? Did you see them uh, overwhelm this person, or was it a quiet negotiation? Just calm down, or, oh, Leon. No. Calm down. It, was, it was very overwhelming. They put their rifles to their shoulder um, at the time when they were still in front of the dealership, which is probably a good 100 yards from the van. Mm -hmm. Okay, They kept their uh, weapons shouldered as they approached the van, and at not at any one second did they not have their rifles pointed I hear Leon Harris once got canned as a DJ because he played that record by Gary Puckett and the Union Gang. The door was locked. 
It's a little bit rainy here. And a little Couldn't bit, get the name right. You can see the officer's hand slide off of the door handle, and then one of them banged on the... Okay, well, this is all, you know, it's all a window dressing is what it is. Ba, ba, ba. Let's fill some time, okay, and talk to somebody that saw something, even though we don't have any idea yet. Let's wait for the moose man to come back and give us the real heavy-duty crap, okay? 1023 at 560 WQAM. Marine Dowd writes in the uh, New York Times yesterday, which means it should be in one of our local papers in about four or five days. The Souffle Doctrine is the head of this uh, the column. The boy emperor picked up the morning paper and, stunned, dropped his juicy juice box with the little straw attached. Oh, man, he wailed. North Korea's got nukes. Sheriff Musharraf was helping them. Al-Qaeda's blowing stuff up again. The Pentagon's speculating that the sniper might really be Al-Qaeda decoy teams trying to distract the law while they're planning a bio-blitzkrieg or a dirty bomb attack on the Capitol. Tenants broken out in the hives about the next 9-11. Powell spends all his time kissing up to the Frenchies. Sodom is ranting about a river of American blood. Jebby's in a world of hurt. The economy's cratering. At least Carl says our war strategy will open up a can of Election Day whoop on congressional Democrats. This is not the way my new doctrine was supposed to work. We're supposed to be to deciding who we preempt and when we preempt them. The speechwriters called it an axis of evil, but it was really just a spoke of evil. Condi and Rummy said once we finished off Sodom, nobody will rest America again, but everything's gotten fuzzier than fuzzy math. Some people are actually talking about my doctrine leading to WW3. Carl says that would be bad. The boy emperor was starting to feel bamboozled by his war tutors. He needed a fresh perspective. There was a guy on TV with a round face and deep voice running around Provence, London, and Berlin, where he suggested Schroeder res uh, resign. He was preeminent on preemption. The boy summoned him to explain the Bush doctrine. Do I know you, he asked his visitor. I am the chairman of your defense policy board, an amused Richard Pearl replied. I'm an advisor to Rumsfeld, a friend of Wolfowitz's, and a thorn in Powell's medals. Je suis un gourmand, monsieur le president. How do you like that? I got that French line pretty good there, Marine. Je suis un gourmand. I've always dreamed of opening a chain of fast food souffle shops based on a machine that would automatically separate eggs, beat the yolks, and combine them with hot milk and sugar, add the desired flavorings, whip the whites until stiff, fold them into the mixture, and bake in individual pots without human intervention. Then conveyor belts would bring the glass-enclosed ovens to the table, and patrons would get to see their meals rise. I've never found investors smart enough to realize the dazzling ingenuity of the pearl souffle doctrine. Meanwhile, I'm killing time trying to get your foreign policy to rise. I'm known as the Prince of Darkness. Why? I persuaded Reagan to ignore the weak-kneed striped pants set of the State Department and buy every weapon in sight until the evil empire was scared stiffer than a perfectly executed meringue. But why are we going after a lunatic in Iraq for planning to make a bomb and not a lunatic in North Korea who already has bombs, the boy asked. At the end of the day, Pearl replied, his voice dripping with patience for his student, Iraq is an easy kill. But if North Korea can deter us by brandishing a nuclear weapon, the boy pressed, why can't we deter Saddam by brandishing a nuclear weapon? You must puncture the souffle before it rises, Pearl instructed. Why are we mad at North Korea for flouting its international agreements when we flout our international agreements, the boy wondered. You cannot make sublime crepe Suzette without a fire, Pearl lectured. Didn't you insist that Sodom and Al-Qaeda were linked, the boy persisted? We made that up, Pearl shrugged. You have to be imaginative, as Audrey Hepburn was in Sabrina when she offered to make bogey a souffle out of saltines and eggs. As the Baron told Sabrina, a woman happily in love, she burns the souffle. A woman unhappily in love, she forgets to turn on the oven. Huh? the boy said. Tony and Colin told me to stop talking about regime change and instead say war is a last resort and stop talking about a preemptive strike and st inst instead say war is not imminent. They're sissies, Pearl said, his lip curling with an epicene disdain. You cannot deliver the sashimi unless you use the blade. The boy emperor was more befuddled than ever. Get me conda, he yelled, and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Writes Marine Dowd in today's periodical on, uh, what is it? Periodicals uh, on audio here on QAM. 
I'm sorry for that Marine Dowd. She ain't no Tom Jicka, I'll tell you that. <laughs> How's this thing coming, huh? Grab a Polaroid camera. Arrested man did not put up a struggle. They got 85 million uh, porkers there. They towed away the car. What are we looking at here? Um, that's after um, the, another interesting point of the story is is once they sent a red Mustang back, uh, an undercover cop back out on the road, and he drove by the uh, van and turned around. It seemed like right when right when he got back in there, a couple of police officers ran across the street with what I thought was yellow tape, you know, the police tape. But while that, that Mustang went on, two or three of the guys popped their trunks. They started putting on external bulletproof vests. They pulled out these big rifles. Pretty piercing stuff, huh? 27 after uh, 10 at 560. We're only an hour away from the numbers, baby. Oh, man. Hey, Tom Lehman and Helen Pontiac GMC are probably crapping air pants down there, too, today. Just glued to the radio waiting for those big numbers to come out, especially on a morning show. Anyway, no tricks this Halloween at Hallett Pontiac, just treats. Announcing the great 0% Halloween event on now at Hallett. Yes, with approved credit from GMAC, gets you 0% financing up to 60 months on all 2002 Pontiac and GMC models and select 2003s too, or take you a rebate of up to four grand. Here's even more good news, no payments for 90 days. Check out the complete line of GMC SUVs, including that snappy Envoy, voted by Motor Trend as SUV of the year. Probably not a good idea to get a white one right now. Plus the, uh, the all-new Pontiac Vibe SUV that's got the power of a big, expensive sports car at a fraction of the price. Hallett's also got a stupendous selection of dependable used cars, trucks, and SUVs. Don't buy a white one. And if anybody else turned you down for credit, no problem because Hallett is here. Even if you're a deadbeat, even if you used to work for this joint, they'll cut you a deal. Even if you know Depot, even if you used to work at the Indian joint, they'll cut you a deal. It's the great 0% Halloween event that's going on right now at Hallett Pontiac, 13401 South Dixie Highway. That's U.S. 1 across from the falls where they've been doing it right for over 35 years. Hallett Pontiac GMC open every day, seven days a week. Don't forget, they be professional grades. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Joey sucks. Kelly Clarkson left the world breathless with her song, Moment Like This. Now the world is wishing that was their last breath, because Fabricated Artist Records is releasing that same great single, but this time it's sung by real artists like Bruce Springsteen. A moment like this, some people wait a lifetime. Willie Nelson. A moment like this, some people wait a Eminem. No, a moment, just a moment, yeah, a moment like this. Some people wait a lifetime. Shaggy. I bet they want a moment like this. I bet they want they want some people wait a lifetime. Yes, it's the moment like this CD collection. They didn't want to sing on the CD, but until they're released from recording industry servitude, they don't have a choice. Moment like this CD collection of the greats. Buy it and vote for your favorite rendition today. Chula Vista, California, fan stabbed at a concert featuring rap artist Nelly has died, while another remained hospitalized. The second musical event where violence has erupted in recent months, police said. Faitamai Tanu, 30, died Saturday. Well, see, it doesn't make any difference if you mispronounce the name now because died Saturday of multiple stab wounds. He suffered an attack during a rap concert Friday night, said Dr. Lieutenant Richard Collison. Another fan, Sean Bowers, 27, was also stabbed, but he's hospitalized in good condition. 
Police charged Hank Carl Benegas, 26, and Stephen Francis T. Sam, both 42, of Alpine, with an investigation of murder and attempted murder, Colison said, an unidentified 16-year-old boy who's been detained in a juvenile facility was charged with a conspiracy, he be saying. Benegas and his uncle, T. Sam, an Indian tribe official, were being held without bail. An Indian tribe official! Huh. In August, at the Beat Summer Jam 2002 concert in Irvine, California, about 15,000 people fled after a fight broke out and spilled onto the main stage. One person was hospitalized. There were no arrests. T-Sam is chairman of the Viejas Band of Kumeyaay Indians. Kumeyaay? Kumeyaay? Whatever. Kumbaya? Indians, which operates a casino in Alpine about 30 miles east of San Diego. Telephone messages left with tribal vice chairman Bobby Barrett were not returned yesterday. How do you like that? Bobby Barrett, he's be busy. He's working out a TV deal with Defoe. Why are you picking on Defoe again today all of a sudden? Yeah, what is that? He and uh, the little dog certainly starting to look pretty good right now. Now, see, when those numbers come out in a little over an hour, I guess, you know, between 1130 and noon, it's kind of like a no-lose situation in many ways for some of us. It's kind of like a no-lose situation, win-win. Because if the morning goes up, if Mo finally throws a number in there, which we're waiting for that to happen, then it could help the rest of us with that bonus money. Oh! If, on the other hand, the morning like this continues its steady decline and has to continue getting that search party out there to see if we can find an audience and can't gain no momentum, well, in that case, so you see what I'm saying? No, I understand. And then, of course, if the midday number uh, tanks, I can always blame you. Right. So well, this is the kind of rating. I, I just, I'm dying for this, Tommy. Little Tommy's out there. He's taking notes, seeing who's being naughty and nice on periodical or audio. What a putz. What a schmuck, Tommy. And, then, and the best part of it is, the ones who, like it always has been, the ones who can't stand it would like to tell me what else to do. They're still listening. March, April, May, June, July, August, September, almost eight months since we sat here taking a bunch of illiterate, idiotic, obnoxious, dumbass phone calls. Eight months, and they're still out there. WQAM. All right, yeah, can you ask Neil to explain how you guys get the numbers? Okay. All right. Okay. Hey, Neil. We get them. They bring them in here on the sheets of paper. <laughs> That's a, well, he said, how do you get the numbers? They bring them in here. Clarence will probably be trotting in here. He's doing a fine job. He said, and every time he comes in, he'll probably say, Ray Lucas sucks, because, you know, he's obsessed with that crap. He's one of them. He's one of them sports nerds. Good guy, but a sports nerd. Are you, you have, like, emphysema, or like maybe I, you, got, I, I maybe you have TB. You think you might have TB? I hope not. <laughs> See, and I think I'm catching it. Do I have to be it, hospitalized for TB that? is uh, highly contagious. Is it? George has TB. I don't want to get anybody in the building psychotic or anything, but I just diagnosed it. And I love the way they put all this little stuff on the screen here on the crawl. Oh, and the van is being removed from the premises. Oh, really? No, no Schmidt. Sherlock. Yeah, towed van has temporary Virginia tags, and they're towing it. They've taken it from the premises. As they show you the picture of the goddamn tow truck hauling uh, this piece of crap away. Oh, and now they're removing it from the premises. <laughs> Woo! Why not do it all together at once? To survive it. You don't know if you can survive it. You know, if the police are nervous, everyone's terribly uh, wound up about all of this. I'm wondering if we can survive CNN. That's what I'm wondering. Czech intelligence officials have knocked down one of the few clear links between al-Qaeda terrorists and the Iraqi regime of Saddam Hussein, according to UPI. 
Senior Czech intelligence officials have told their American counterparts that they now have no confidence in their earlier report of direct meetings in Prague between Mohammed Atta, leader of the September 11th hijackers, and an Iraqi diplomat stationed in Prague who has since been expelled for activities inconsistent with his diplomatic status. Quite simply, we think the source for this story may have invented the meeting that he reported. We can find no corroborative evidence for the meeting, and the source has real credibility problems, a high-ranking source close to Czech intelligence told UPI yesterday. The initial report of the meeting in June 2000 claimed that Atta had met Ahmad al-Ani, an Iraqi intelligence official based in Prague, under diplomatic cover whose movements were being routinely monitored by BIS, the Czech intelligence service. The report also suggested that Iraq was probably the source of $100,000 that Atta suddenly obtained to finance the U.S. leg of the terror mission. The report went on to claim that Atta returned to Prague April 9 last year on a three-day mission to see Al-Ani once more, just two weeks before the majority of the hijack team left Saudi Arabia for the U.S. Left Saudi Arabia! The report was then publicly confirmed by Czech uh, Interior Minister Stanislas Gross on the basis of the initial assessment of the BIS. The nearest to a smoking gun connecting Iraq to al-Qaeda, the Czech report was taken very seriously in Washington in the face of growing skepticism at the CIA. But other influential figures in Washington, including former CIA Director James Woolsey and former Assistant Secretary of Defense Richard Pearl, pursued their own inquiries using their own sources and have now been told by high-ranking Czech sources that they no longer stand by the initial report. Pearl in Prague this weekend for a meeting of the Trilateral Commission. The Trilateral Commission? Oh, my God! Boy! was told in person yesterday that the BIS now doubts that any such meeting between Atta and Al-Ani ever, ever took place. A meeting of the Trilateral Commission. Are you ready for that? Holy crap, boys and girls. The question of the Czech meeting and whether it ever happened is just one aspect of a growing dispute within the Bush administration with officials close to the White House leaping to conclusions while the CIA remains skeptical. There's a separate argument over Iraq's attempt to smuggle a consignment of specialized aluminum tubes cited by President Bush as a sign that Iraq was building a gas centrifuge system to create weapons-grade uranium. CIA experts doubt whether the tubes in question were suitable for the supposed task and believe they were intended in instead for use in missile engines, still a clear violation of Iraqi commitments to the U.N., but not necessarily proof of nuclear intent. One of the most dangerous things in this business is to start believing reports simply because it fits with your preconceptions and confirms what you always wanted to believe, a Czech intelligence source told UPI. How do you like that, huh? So there's like the last little P. That, that was the only shred. That was supposed to be their smoking gun. Smoking gun. Yeah, and it just got cut off in mid uh, midstream. Seen about 30 minutes ago, the Plymouth Voyager white van was got taken towed away. away the yeah, they took it away. We've seen gone it. through and uh, started taking pictures of, of things. It's hard to make out what they're picking up, or if anything at all. Uh, but that's can we see the back of that Mustang one more time? That's her little. <laughs> those great pictures. Yeah, those great pictures where it says invoice backward on the door. Aren't you proud I could read that word backward and forward? Well, it's yeah. from that's from being able to read Hebrew. 20 before 11 at 560 WQAM. Hey, well, if you love your home but you just don't have enough space to do all the things you want to do, do, here's what you do. Do what hundreds of other people be doing. Call Strictly Additions. Whether you're having a baby, need another room. If you're converting a carport or patio into living space, if you went into business for yourself and you want to make a home office now, just call the good folks at Strictly Additions. They'll take care of it for you. They're your one-stop shop, your more space for your place, place with an absolutely worry-free approach to expanding your living space. Those no-shows by the contractors ain't going to happen. Incomplete work, no way, Jose. 
No unexpected bills, no worries about the job not getting done right, and they take care of every single last detail. They drop your blueprints, they get the building permits, handle all the inspections. Strictly Editions has got an easy five-step approach to total customer satisfaction. One, call to schedule a free project evaluation appointment at your home, where a project estimator will determine the scope of your addition. Secondly, they schedule a bid appointment in their convenience room where you'll get a detailed proposal and an exact price for your work. Third, select your finishing touches, go to contract. Fourth, review the design, architectural drawings. And then fifth, finally, you sit back and relax as your dream edition moves ahead on schedule with unbeatable quality. It's a piece of cake. Give Strictly Editions a call at 954-791-8100. You can check out the red and yellow pages if you like. They serve all of Broward and South Palm Beach County. They're licensed, they're insured pros who care about doing a super job for you. So call them today and tell them that old Neil told you to call 954-791-8100 for Strictly Editions. Live and local, this, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM. Well, I'm custody now. Second one taken uh, somewhere else. You do not belong in here, you damn crackhead. Go smoke your crack, please. Do you know why women throw their panties on the stage? Do you know why people wear leg warmers? Do you know why dancers run in place? Michael is why. Before anybody did anything, Michael did everything. Now, get all his number ones on one disc. It's Michael. Who, Jackson? No. Bolton? No. And it's got to be McDonald, Nesmith, and Damien then. No, no, and no. It's the number ones of Michael Sambello. Who? You know the Flashdance Kid. Oh, uh, yeah, all right. You'll hear this number one. So get this number one. And this one. Who could ever forget this number one? This is all the same song. It's number one. It's the same record. Michael Zambello like you've never heard it before. I've heard it a million times already. The number ones of Michael Zambello, including the remix of Maniac. Oh, this I got it. Why you spinning it? Yeah, they got a condom over the phone booth. That's pretty exciting. For safe phone sex. So, uh, uh, well planned and uh, operation, I mean, but definitely uh, forethought. And then, uh, if you would, reprise us on what we heard from reprise that witness us, where you described uh, Come on, how, about a reprise, how they approached the, the van, that the door was locked. Oh, my God. Hello, George. This is just incredible. 1046 at 560 WQM. It's a very important Monday, baby. 44 minutes. And this place is just going <laughs> to explode when those numbers come out for the summer book. I guess Miguel's going to be the runner today, huh? He, he came down to this end of the building just to get away from that fat Doreen. That's what he said. Anyway, let's continue with our periodicals of on audio here for Tom Jicka, who don't like the show the way it is. You know what, Tom? You think I'm going to change the show for you? No. I'm not doing a show for little bald-headed geeks who don't get diaries anyway, Tom. No. How do you like them apples? I hope we have a September so goddamn big we have a 99 share just to piss off that little twerp who just doesn't get it. See, that's what happens to you, boys and girls, when you spend too much time in the press box at the racetrack, schmoozing with your racetrack buddies. That's what happens to your brain. Your brain turns like a jello. All the other two officers had direct line of sight in front of them on the suspect. Yeah, don't take that uh, phone booth with the condom off it off the air. That's very important stuff, okay? Very important. Rosie hires attorneys in King Brother case. You know something, you're right, there's something, and it's starting to get cold in here again, and it's like, uh, man, <laughs> hear that? Yeah, I'm dying. Emphysema and TB, 
and all sorts of disease. Hello, George. Rosie hires attorneys and can get him out of here, will you? We don't want to talk to you, okay, Mo? Get the hell out of here. Go take that smelly, nasty toupee and uh, try peddling someplace else. Hello, George. Former talk show host Rosie O'Donnell has hired two high-profile Florida attorneys to represent one of the two Florida brothers found guilty last month of killing their father, one of the attorneys confirmed this weekend. A judge Thursday, as we all know, threw out the convictions of Alex King, 13, and his brother Derek, 14, ordered the prosecution and defense to try to reach an agreement on how to resolve the case without another trial. One suspect arrested at Richmond Gas Station, a second suspect arrested someplace else, but they're not telling us where yet. Miami attorney Jane Weintraub said O'Donnell called her two weeks ago because she felt so sorry for those boys and wanted to help in any way she could. In no way, shape, or form did Rosie O'Donnell seek to exploit this, Weintraub told CNN. The boys didn't even know that Rosie hired me. Weintraub was representing Alex King, said she was pretty upset that news of O'Donnell's involvement was made public. I think she's really, and this is on CNN.com, by the way. I think she's really just a champion of the underdog that her heart is with those kids, the lawyer said. Now, doesn't this make you feel like a little bit more mellow toward toward Rosie? No. And the thing with the gay adoptions, doesn't that make you feel? No. 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 I, I just, I, there's nothing that she could do. She could come up with a cure for cancer. She could, like, uh, stop a war in Iraq. She she could win the Nobel Prize for life. And I, I just can't, I'm sorry, I had a, a block. Where she's concerned, you know what I'm saying? I just have. She's just disgusting. She's nauseating. What if she put the president in a headlock? Well, no, no. I'd have to think about that. I sh I'd like to see it anyway. I'd pay to see that. Now don't be knocking a president, man. He's working for you. Boston Globe editorial: Vatican intervention. Yeah, let's get a bunch of this priest stuff on here. Most priests say bishops mishandled abuse issue. The L.A. Times has got stuff up the ass here about the priests including this one, 15% identify as gay or homosexual side. Gay or on homosexual side. In other words, they do it on their side, is what they're saying. So let's see, 15% said that. We're talking about priests in the U.S. So that means like 85% uh, are liars. <laughs> right. Boston Globe editorial. The Vatican has decided to change and perhaps soften the tough policy against child abuse adopted by the U.S. Catholic bishops in Dallas last June. As the four officials from Rome joined four Americans in making the changes, their first priority should be the protection of children, not the cover-up of clerical misdeeds. The Vatican was vague about its problems with the Dallas document, but a statement by Bishop Wilton D. Gregory, president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, suggested that they fell into three areas. The definition of sexual abuse the removal from ministry of a priest accused of abuse and the bishops insisted on zero tolerance, and the role of independent review boards to be established in each diocese. The U.S. bishops decided that sexual abuse includes contacts or interactions between a child and an adult when the child is being used as an object of sexual gratification for the adult. That is reasonable, and the Vatican should not choose more limited wording. The Vatican is worried about due process for accused priests and may think U.S. bishops violated a statute of limitation that exists in canon law when they insisted that any case of abuse, no matter how long ago, will be grounds for a dismissal from active ministry. Protection of priest rights is a matter of legitimate concern and would benefit from more study, but the Vatican should not insist that those with abuse in their past get a second chance. Oh, no, not one free pass? Come on. U.S. bishops have such a sorry record on abuse that they need this tough measure to reassure the laity. Of the three reservations, the most troubling involves review boards. It is essential that, as the bishops decided, each board include a majority of lay Catholics and that members serve fixed terms. Boards need to be independent of a bishop's control to discourage future cover-ups of abuse. The Vatican should do nothing to curtail their autonomy. Cardinal Bernard F. Law, 
said Friday that the Vatican intervention was nothing to worry about. The Cardinal said the tough policy he implemented in January was fully within the norms of canon law. He declined a challenge from Attorney General Thomas Riley to implement the tougher recommendations unveiled by a special archdiocesan commission this month. Law will wait until December to announce the ones he will adopt. Gregory said any changes negotiated by the Vatican will be ready for consideration by all U.S. bishops next month. Law will be able to adjust his response to the special commission accordingly. However, much of the responsibility for this scandal falls on his shoulders. No matter what the bishops and the Vatican decide, law has an obligation to make sure that archdiocesan policy is unequivocally on the side of child protection, says the Boston Globe in yesterday's paper. That's the editorial. How do you like that, Tom? You like that, Tom? Uh-huh. Good. Most priests say bishops mishandled abuse issue. This is in the prestigious L.A. Times yesterday. Many believe that the U.S. Church's charter, though protective of children, is unfair to clerics, and many are angry at prelates. Get those numbers, Miguel. Start make, making some up now. Just, just get a chalkboard and make some up. That's what Sam used to do. My goal is $300,000. Two... <laughs> hey, have I got a memory like a steel trap or what, huh? Man, he was really something. He's an asshole. Two-thirds of the nation's Roman Catholic priests disapprove of the way that bishops have handled sex abuse allegations against members of the clergy. A nationwide L.A. Times poll of the priesthood is found. The findings of the poll, the most extensive nationwide opinion survey of American priests since 1994, point to a pervasive and deep-seated anger among many priests. Many Perv. are upset at the... What? Perv. Many of the uh, are upset at the nation's bishops... They also are, in many cases, angry at the news media, and I'm angry because Miguel just gave me a, a thing to read. Join the overnight. Ah, it's more of that Monday night crap. Well, who's playing tonight? Oh, the Colts and the Steelers. Yeah, it should be a pretty close game. Two more mediocre teams. Hey, I understand. I, the rumor going around the building is Ray Lucas sucks. Can anybody confirm that for me? Ray Lucas sucks? Yes. Get Clarence to confirm that for us. By the way, the press conference on the, uh, on the uh, what's his name? Chris Carter. I'm no no help from you. I'm looking at you like you're, you would know Chris <laughs> yeah, Carter from goddamn Joe Carter, from Gary Carter, from Jimmy Carter. Out of sight, out of mind. The press conference on Chris Carter and the pending uh, signing with the Dolphins and the uh, passing of his physical. The rumor is that he had to go like service Mo's uh, toupee before they were willing to sign him. He had to like clean it and, you know, vacuum it. So if that all gets done, we'll find out about noon, okay? Are we going to put that press conference on here? No. Not while we're in the middle of dissecting the ratings, we're not. We'll give you the information, okay? Is that good enough? Huh? No. Too bad. You know who's upset about that? That chronic Joe. Oh. Why? Why did they put that? I'd rather hear Gilbert <laughs> than chronic Joe and stuttering Steve. You know, Howard's got stuttering John. we got stuttering Steve. we got stuttering Steve. we got the wrong stuttering guy and the wrong Howard. Join the overnight guys at Joe and Mark tonight for Monday Night Football, 9 to 11 at Gatsby's in Boca. Stop by to win some of those embarrassing prizes, those QAM prizes, and enjoy specials on Crown Royal. That's why Miguel's going to be there. It's the Colts and Steelers tonight at Gatsby's in Boca from 9 to 11, and it's bedtime for all because Joe and Mark have to come back and do the overnight show. So Mo's got some material for the first half hour tomorrow. In written comments that many priests submitted with the poll responses, they said bishops delayed dealing with the crisis in the first place, then compounded the problem by adopting a zero-tolerance policy, the Charter for the Protection of Children and Young People that denies accused clerics their rights to due process, they be saying. But the poll also found a bedrock of faith among priests, happiness in their chosen vocation, and a belief that the church will come out of the crisis stronger. <laughs> Nonetheless... In their comments on the sex abuse policy, which the U.S. bishops approved in June, priests expressed many of the same objections raised by Vatican officials. On Friday, the Vatican released that letter. Yeah, we, we know that. Seventy-five percent of the poll respondents said the Charter has done a good or excellent job of protecting minors from sex abuse by priests. 
55% said the charter would restore confidence in the church, but only 34% rated the charter's fairness to priests accused of abuse as good or excellent, with 45% calling it fair or poor in that regard. That's right. Let's worry about the priests. Forget about those kids. Forget about the people who committed suicide already because of the abuse. Forget about that. We've got to do the cover-up. I mean, we've got to protect those priests. Isn't that how it works? Of course. They're God's agents. Let's get some more of these periodicals on here before those numbers come out, okay? Hello, George. Get out of here. Well, he's probably hanging around, and you know, for a guy that doesn't listen to the show, I bet you today he might be making an exception around between nah. 1130 and noon, you don't think? He don't care about numbers. He don't have to worry about stuff like that. He's a big, important guy. He's the voice of the dolphins. He don't have to be worried about stuff like that. My God. Gay. 1056 at 560. Both individuals questioned are at the Henry Coe County Jail. Look, quick thinking. Look at this picture right here, Darren. It's a bit Oh, there's that picture again. It. And Bill, uh, Bill uh, uh, Hummer is hyperventilating about that same stupid-ass picture about the ass end of that Mustang. What's that one, the grassy knoll? There, there's a picture of a bunch of fog. There's some trees in the back. It looks like that's a gas station there. Look at that. Holy crap. By the way, 224 people on the poll. The media coverage of the sniper has been just another feeding frenzy a la O.J. Sean Renjabade, 151, 67.4%, more than two-thirds. Outstanding, 29. Okay, 29. And too much, 15. Like Elvis would say, too much. Hey, if you weigh like uh, weigh too much, here's the answer for you, balance for life. Beast has lost uh, 56 and a half, is that it? You didn't write it down? Yeah, I got it right there. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to do the arithmetic, all right? Just don't get pushy. He's lost damn near 60 pounds on balance for life, and you can do the same thing. And let me say it again to that fat ham hock waving Al Sunshine at Channel 4. I'd like to see you prepare those meals, okay, at any price, fatso, you little tub of lard. Yeah, it's not cheap, okay, but how much is your health worth to you? How much is like looking uh, like a real human being and putting on some real serious-sized clothing instead of a pup tent worth to you? So if you want three delicious gourmet meals, two delicious snacks, uh, every day of your life delivered right to your door. Talk about the convenience. No counting calories. No trying to figure out this very complicated zone diet because they got it figured out for you at Balance for Life. And they deliver right to you at your house, at your work, wherever you want them to deliver by 6 a.m. your little black sack. And once you got your little black sack, you're ready for the whole day. you got enough food in there to keep you happy. Believe you me. In fact, some days you might have trouble finishing all of it, but do it because that's the important way that this program works. This is the real weight loss program, not some stupid fad, not some silly-ass pills that don't work but will make somebody else rich. Balance for life. The only choices you have to make, no calorie counting, no carbs, is just pick between two choices they give you for each meal. Each day you're on the program, they just give you a little bit of a menu, and you pick uh, what you like. Call Balance for right, uh, Life right now, and you'll start losing weight right away. Call 954-568-3229. 954-568-3229. I give you my personal guarantee that in no time at all, you'll look a lot better than the beast. Or you can check them out on the web if you like at balanceforlife.com. Sports Radio 560, QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Welcome back to this installment of the Mo Howard David. Slap me, will you? Slap me before I have a stroke, will you? Okay. Why, you what's the big idea? You're cured, Mo. Cured, huh? I'll give you a shot that'll cure you. Now, let's go to the phones. Melrose Park, behind the abandoned panty pride. Hello. Oh, yeah, hi, Mo. Yeah, what do you know, what do you say? I just want to tell you I love your show, man. Why, thank you. And have you seen my dead beaver? What dead beaver? The one that's glued to your head. Huh? 
560 WQAM. Here's a fax. This fax should tell Tom Jick and everybody else who thinks they're an expert on talk radio what this business is really all about. This will give this is the definitive fax. It says Ray Lucas sucks. Why do you think we got rid of his ass? Signed, Mark the Jets fan. <laughs> they're all out there, baby. They're all out there. They will continue listening if I sit here going blah, 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 like that. So there's a difference between letting them sit out there and listen and letting them take over like on the phone. You see, little Tommy, that's what you have to ask yourself. What's the difference between the show that Neil does now and what he used to do before last February and March? What's the difference? Did I read articles before on a year? Sure. Always. Not as many, but always, if there was something interesting. And hopefully, usually, from out of town, sometimes something local, but that rarely is worth reading. Except, of course, for Tom's articles, which was okay. The difference is the phone calls, which you'll notice he made no reference to that. Even that big piece he wrote back in March, which I think is the last time he wrote anything about radio, besides answering GW in yesterday's TV book, that's the last time Tommy wrote anything about local radio. And for a guy that's talking about how important it is to be in touch, being here in town, does he write about anything local at all? No. Very rarely, only on the rarest of occasions. Because I hate to break the news to you, Tommy, but those network TV shows that you're so whipped up about reviewing over and over and over again before they get on the air, after they get on the air, after they begin canceled, uh, they're all over the goddamn hemisphere. They're everywhere. Even up in Canada, eh? All those same terminal shows that you're obsessed with. There's nothing. You don't have to be here to write about those, as you should know when you write about those previews when your ass is out there getting wine to die in L.A. Seriously, I can't. I can think of very few places in the world where you need to be less than here to know what's going on to feel the pulse. You can't complain about the pulse of this town because there isn't any. It doesn't exist. This is the land of the Walking Dead, Tom. Twenty-six and a half years I've been telling people that, and you still haven't caught on. Talk about a slow learner, man. You're a little slow on the upchuck, Tom. Of course, he's got that bad indigestion, you know. Probably too many trips on uh, visits on Mr. Ego show. Probably left a bad taste in his mouth. Or maybe he was on with Norma Kent. Isn't that the rumor that we heard that he was on with Norma Kent not too long ago? Yes, Consorting with Norma? Oh, no wonder he's got that bad <laughs> indigestion. On the light bulb. 247 votes. The media coverage of the sniper has been just another feeding frenzy a la O.J. Chandra and John Bonet. 168. And, of course, we know it rhymes with John Bonet. Gay. 68% say a feeding frenzy. Uh, it's been okay, 34. 
outstanding 30 and too much 15. So if you add the 15 and 183, that's like 70, uh, almost 75%. Say enough already. Okay, give us a break. And now that they don't really have any information other than two people have been arrested and the van was seized, now they're really speculating about beep, 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 like this. To begin right away. See, like that. Just like that. She paid, it was, uh, that was perfect. What a segue that was. I went, and she went, like that. Many times doctors will tell you that. Oh, and guess what, George? Police briefing in Richmond at 1 o'clock. So right after we have the press conference about Chris Carter, we can segue into the police briefing with Mr. Moosey again. How are we going to get the numbers in there? Oh, uh, I'll get them in there. Have no fear because the old man oh, is here. 15% identify as gay or on homosexual side. Like Tommy, you know, he's like straight, but he's on the homosexual side. He's a little swishy, you know, but he's like straight. Like that know. side of the glass there, for example. This is That's right. That's very good. That's the heterosexual side on the side that George is sitting on, and this is the homosexual side. That's why there's these pictures of Tom Brady and all these uh, the uh, German twins, whatever the hell their names are, the Gmunder uh, book. I tried to see if there's a new calendar with them. I, I went on the Internet. They don't have no new calendar. Really? Yeah. The Stephen Underhill collection. Uh, like that. I don't know what you're laughing about. Now, even you got to admit that those two guys in that uh, calendar back there are pretty damn uh, good-looking guys. Are in their underwear. <laughs> they're not in their underwear. They're in their bathing suits. They're in a pool, oh, is that you idiot. The, okay, I see. In their white... Uh... In their wet, white underwear. <laughs> anyway, see, he, he won't do it. He can't do it. It's that... The no, they're, they're, they're good-looking guys for oh, what it's good. worth. For what? For what it's worth. I didn't say you want to, like, do them. You want to do something with them. Just say they're good-looking guys, that's all, because well, this is the homosexual side. If you're I on the, like that, you're on the safe side. And by the way, you're starting to do what Tom said back in March. You're starting to, like, talk as much as I am now. Oh, Would uh, you remember he wrote that? Yes, he you're did. You're like an equal partner in a show, and he's really pissed <laughs> off. No, that's what he said, an equal partner. That was partner. a funny line, too. Yeah. Well, you know Tom. He's stupid. Right. Even Mo knows that. The subject of gays and the priesthood has been hotly debated throughout the sexual abuse scandal that has rocked the Catholic Church in the U.S. Many Catholic traditionalists, including some bishops and Vatican officials, have sought to blame gay priests for the scandal. On the other side of the window... Many have said the church has increasingly come to depend on gay men who've entered the priesthood in larger numbers in recent years. Oh, yeah, in recent years, right. Despite the debate, there's been little doubt on how many priests actually are gay, okay, how many are really gay. The Times Polar Priest asked respondents to characterize their sexual orientation. A combined 15% identified themselves as homosexual, 9% or somewhere in between, but more on the homosexual side, 6%. Well, now, what is that? Oh, I see, 9 and 6 makes 15 but among, yeah, yeah nine, 9 and 6, that's what they like. If they're 9 and 6, we're talking about the ages of the altar boys. But among younger priests, those who ordained for 20 years or less, the figure was 23%. The figures, particularly for the younger priests, are higher than most estimates of the percentage of U.S. gay men, but lower than some estimates of the percentage of homos in the priesthood, which have ranged up to 50%. Anybody go for 90? 5? That figure, oh, I see Miguel's coming in with some numbers. See, I just made that up to get everybody panicky. They're not due for like another 20 minutes to a half an hour at the very least. Now, is Maddie Bell here today? We want to make sure that we've got the entire crew here. This isn't just a trend, okay? This is heavy duty today. Make, you can smell it. That must be the pilot Mo left in the hall on the way out. Heavy, heavy duty. You can smell it all over the building. Even though it's, and it's only the summer book. See, it's not just a trend, it's a book, but it's only the summer book, which is supposed to be, ah, if you have a bad number, you always say, ah, it's only the summer book. That's a good rationalization. We only get half the bonus. And I can say, oh, yeah, George was on. He sucks. You know, who the hell wants to listen to him talking about eating ass, you know? 
Eating spick ass. Never have. Spick ass con salsa. Yeah. Mm. Can't be all bad. Salsa's good on anything is what I'm hearing. Right. Yeah. It's what I'm rearing. Cover it. <laughs> Rectum. Oh, God, I can't wait for another half an hour. See, like I said, this is going to be a no-lose. I think this is the first time in my life I've ever been in this position, so to speak. So to speak. Gay. No, not that position. Hey, no matter what position you're in, you want to be sleeping on a good mattress, folks. That's why you want to talk to my good paisans at Dollar Mattress, which is what I always do. When I say always do, it's not that often because a good mattress lasts you for several years, but they don't last forever. So if your mattress is just not getting the job done, if you're not getting a great night's sleep every night, call the folks at Dial a Mattress. You don't have to leave the house. You need to do only one thing, call 1-800-MATTRESS, and they give you the whole deal, the whole ball of wax, the whole package, as they say, because they give you the ultimate freedom of choice of brand-name mattresses from Serta, Sealy, Simmons, King Coil, the ultimate when it comes to delivery any day of the week, seven days when it's convenient for you, noon to two, one to three, two to four, etc., and they'll be there when they say they will. And they give you that 30-day in-home comfort guarantee to test it out the real way by sleeping on it and screwing your brains out on it to make sure it's the right mattress for you and what you need. And, of course, because they got the deepest selection of brand-name mattresses, no bait and swish with these guys. Exactly the one you order is what you're going to get. So pick up that phone right now. You'll be sleeping with a big, happy smile on your puss as soon as tonight. Call 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. George has TB, by the way. Stay away from him. Or check him out on the web if you like at mattress.com. This is Sports Radio 560 QAM. There's a but I smell it. One family has captured the imagination of all of America. It's Al-Qaeda in the family. Killing all the infidels. Non-believers go to hell. Living in a cave that smells. These are the days. Osama bin Laden's favorite son, Sa'ad, is taking over the family business. Funny business, that is. Oh, shut up, Edith, you dang bat. And where is that no-good meat turban son of mine? Huh? Hey, uh, you called pup? Al-Qaeda in the family. It's like something you've seen before. Oh, boy. Some of mom's goat ribs. What are you going to do? Eat the great Satan to death? Jeez. <laughs> Um, no, Pop. Uh, just building up my strength for the jihad. <laughs> oh, jeez. Stop building up and start blowing up there, huh? When the son of a jackal gets a son of his own, hilarity ensues on Al-Qaeda in the Family. Only on Al Jazeera TV Land. Kill some people. 1116 at 560 WQAM. Now, they got the tent built right next to the, uh, it's not around it, is it? Next to the phone booth? No, I thought it was over it. No, there's the phone booth. Oh, right they've, no, got no, a code. The, uh, they've got a condom yeah. over the phone booth. You better get with it, mister. I saw the wrong angle before. They got the condom over the phone booth, and they got like a little tent next to it. They're building Tent City. And the police briefing, which was scheduled at noon, been pushed back to 1 o'clock. Yesterday, there was, I think it was between 6 and 7, they had 622 press conferences scheduled, and it was like almost 7 o'clock before we got to the first one. And then Moosey Man came out and said, like that, about that uh, message. And nobody understood what the hell he was talking about, and that, that was that. Explosion on bus in northern Israel. Oy. That's uh, pretty unusual news. Speaking of that, what a segue. Out of the closet into the Knesset. This is from the New York Post. Jerusalem. Israel will soon have a representative who's openly gay for the first time in the Israeli parliament's history. But he may not be the first homosexual in the Knesset. How do you like that? An openly gay member of the uh, parliament. Tel Aviv University's physical chemistry professor, Uzi Even. Not Izzy Even. Uzi Even 
will be sworn in next month, believes there have been many closet gays among Knesset's members since the state of Israel's birth in 1948. I'm sure that the proportion of homosexuals among them has been the same as among the general population between 5 and 10 percent, he told the Post, the New York Post, on Friday. I'm sure that there was not one Knesset without homosexual members, he said. Also, I believe that some of the Israeli governments included homosexuals. Not one of them dared to declare publicly because of fear of tremendous social pressure. Friday was even 62nd birthday. He was celebrated at dinner with his partner of 16 years and with our 24-year-old foster son and his boyfriend. The Haifa-born scientist did his postdoctoral studies at the University of Texas at Austin. Well, we know about Austin, what that place used to be. Would you know it's not like that anymore? No, it's not. Since Madeline, since they uh, dug up Madeline and worked at some of the top secret Israeli defense establishments, including the nuclear reactor in Demona. How do you like that? And he's Gay. And they're not worried about, you know, like being blackmailed and stuff like that, which I guess they don't have to worry now because he's already out. See, we got the gay banter in there today. I mean, I'm sure Tom is critiquing the show. He's sitting down taking notes. We got our usual gay banter in there, just to make sure we got our quota going. That we just don't know about yet. Well, that's uh, everything. We don't know about anything. Do they know anything? No. no. They got a couple of people in custody, period. That's it. You know, they could have shown us the gas station, the phone booth. They could have shown us the tow truck and the guy falling on his ass and uh, and them towing the van away. They could have shown us the ass end of that Mustang for whatever reason. Maybe it's like subliminal, you know, maybe Ford is paying him off. I don't know. And then that's it. But they can't just do that because they got 24 hours to fill today, tomorrow. They're to fill in the hours. And we got 11 minutes before 1130. Oh! Countdown, baby. Countdown to kickoff here on QAM. Who do you think is the most pressure on? Huh? Who do you think's got the most pressure? Me. Now you we already know you're two months. Yeah, but we don't know about that bonus. No, no, but you don't understand. That pressure is on me, September. I have to bail your lazy ass out. I have to bail your measly ass looking ass out with a good September. Otherwise, <laughs> when in doubt, we're gonna get screwed out of that bonus. And of course as far as the overall station bonus, now the Humper's been doing good lately. Humper had a real good uh, trend last time, right? Yeah, he had a great trend last time. Probably because of Bino, I would think. So we know that he's going to hold up his fat end of the bargain, and we know the Mad Dog is going to do just fine. Although today he'll probably be uh, right. a little under the weather. In fact, he might call in sick today after yesterday. And you want to know why? Why? Because Ray Lucas sucks. Oh. Don't forget at noon we got the Chris Carter press conference that you will not be hearing here on QAM. But we're certainly going to get, I'm sure that in the other room, and by the way, speaking of the other room, when Mad Dog called me in there, all I wanted to do was wave at him, and he calls me in the other day to go on the air for a few minutes. And I noticed, I haven't paid much attention, I guess, because I try to stay away from that window because I don't want to get Moses Peace flying around the room again. He gets psychotic. Look at the setup they got in there. What they do you got mean? like 17 different TVs, and they got oh, satellite, yeah, no, and they got cable, much. and oh, my God. It's almost like the goddamn newsroom at CNN. That's for public consumption. Don't you know VIPs every once in a while uh, go in there? You know, oh, I see. So we got to impress them with what a real absolutely. a high fluting operation we got in there. And the media, as opposed the to back media. when we first came here and I had to embarrass Greg Reed and like trading out the goddamn satellite dish for them in there, the direct TV. On this sports station, I had to I had to embarrass him. Remember, I called the guy and I was going to pay course. for it. Just like Muff's desk. Everything around here with these cheap ass Beasleys, you got to embarrass them into, into doing it. And most of the time it don't work. You have to pay for it yourself. Florida race a test for 2004 as we continue with our bedtime stories, our periodicals of the year. 
In Florida, Governor Jeb Bush suddenly finds his re-election at risk from a relatively unknown Democrat. And by the way, Bill McBride don't want no state income tax, okay? An act of desperation. They started floating that story over the weekend in their ads. The Bush people. State income tax. Just to scare the crap out of people. And the McBride people say, full of it. Full of crap. Desperate. In Florida, Governor Jeb Bush suddenly finds his re-election at risk from a relatively unknown Democratic rival, sending Big Brother President George W. to prop up his campaign this week. I know his heart, I know his strength and conviction, I know his vision, the president said at a Thursday night fundraiser that was to raise a million dollars for brother and party. Bush's re-election is one of the most watched and expensive races in the country. I hope that you'll vote for me. I honestly need your vote. This is going to be a close election, but I believe I will prevail, Governor Bush be saying. But Democrats think they may have a winner with insurgent underdog Bill McBride, a Tampa lawyer and low-key political newcomer. The latest polls show a wide-open race with McBride pulling into a statistical dead heat. McBride has polls confirming the toss-up, but the Bush camp says their polls show them still leading. Right. But the little-known McBride should not be discounted. He scored a come-from-behind upset for the Democratic nomination over former Attorney General Janet Reno, and Republicans know that Florida Democrats could hardly be more motivated after Florida's 2000 presidential election recount fiasco. Democrats vowed to oust Governor Bush not only to avenge former Vice President Al Gore's defeat, but also to put a Democratic governor in place to work against President Bush's re-election bid in 2004. And you are absolutely correct, sir. So all you dark-complected folks out there, instead of worrying so much about Chris Carter and Ray Lucas' suction as a bad haircut, instead of things like that, you'll be going out there and voting four, five, ten times uh, each, at least. To make up for all the other times that they wouldn't let you guys vote? That's right. You'll be going out there and voting 20, 30, 40 times apiece. Minimum. I already voted by mail six times. Florida's been inundated in the closing weeks of the election from National Party activists and personalities who've flown in from all over the country to support the respective candidates. McBride has even stepped out of the state to help himself, sealing away Friday in New York City to line up more support. But for Floridians, the issues, not the players, may decide the race. Among the top concerns are public school class sizes and standardized testing. Bush has proposed reforms in these areas, while McBride has blasted Bush's record to date. Our public schools in Florida have lost ground to every other state for four years in a row. If you've seen that, we now rank in Florida 49th in education and graduation, ranked 50 in school sizes, 44th in class sizes, and our teachers are paid well below the national average, McBride be saying. Bush defends his education record and is now going after McBride for appearing on a radio show in which African-American host Reverend Victor Curry called the Bush administration a godless, wicked regime on a neo-Nazi right-wing mission against the American people. Well, what's wrong with that? Nothing. I, I never liked that Bishop Curry right up, up until this moment. Mr. McBride has told the people of the state he should be measured by the people he associates with. He should not only just say, I don't agree with what Curry said, he should renounce it and should ask for an apology for the president of the U.S., the governor responded. There is no indication from the McBride camp that he plans to make any statement on Curry's remarks, and were he to do so, it would be a very delicate matter. McBride is aggressively courting the African-American vote. It could get difficult if we were getting into a public spat with an influential radio talk show host. An influential radio talk show host, <laughs> Bishop Curry. I wonder if he's kin to Kid Curry, you think? I don't think so. Nah, he might be, because he also said Anna Squeak had a hell of an ass. Maybe it runs in the family. huh? Maybe they like that big, fat ass. Don't forget, join the overnight guys, Joe and Mark. We, I'm telling you, the pressure now is just, oh, I'm getting indigestion just thinking about it. I may have to do like a big duty in about two, three minutes. I'm right in my pants because the numbers are going to be coming out and that door will be opening up and Miguel will come in here and uh, like, you know, and you're not going to really know what to make of the look on his face. Of course, he can't read the numbers anyway. They're in English. <laughs> no, seriously, he, does, do you think he can read the numbers? Sure he can. How do you know that? He's a swift boy. He's a student of the ratings. He's a stoot. 
He's a student of the ratings, and that's probably because reading all the numbers gives him a good excuse to get the hell away from Fat Doreen back there, who's chasing him around all the time. No chance, sweetheart. You couldn't, uh, for all the tea in China, he would hop on my bones before we get near you, sweetheart. Well, he's Cuban. Join the overnight guys, Joe and Mark, tonight for Monday Night Football from 9 to 11 at Gatsby's in Boca. Stop by the windows. Really embarrassing QAM prizes. And enjoy specials on Crown Royal. It's the Colts and Steelers at Gatsby's in Boca tonight. Now, it's 25 after 11. The countdown is on. Now, see, right at 11.30, we're not going to have any numbers. Because isn't that when they start downloading, you know? And there's been a lot of downloading in this building all morning. The pressure is getting heavier and heavier and thicker. Wow. Man, it is getting like psychotic in this place now. Jesus Christ. Because we're waiting for the summer book. And like I said, ordinarily, eh, who cares? But in this particular case, there are a lot of asses on the line, if you catch my drift, George. A lot of asses on the line. And especially after the other day when your good friend Suds called in here, which you thought was just he was being friendly and was bemoaning the fact that he and Rick are out of, out of work and just getting really bored. I don't want to suggest that there are people waiting in the wings who just love the opportunity to fill that big vacuum in the summertime. I, I just mentioned that. But. Hello, George. 26 after 11 at 560 WQM. Let's face it, you've been hearing about fast rain for a long time. wondered if it makes sense for you. Well, the facts are simple. If you have the dedication, Fast Train will provide you with the necessary training to become a certified computer professional. According to Time Magazine, the demand for computer professionals will continue to explode. Just like things are exploding around here now. Our average student completes the training in just four short months, attending school three nights a week. Once you've completed your certification, Fast Train will assist you in getting your new computer job. Fast Train invites you to come in and visit our trained career counselor and determine which track is ideal for you. Pompano Park or Gulfstream. Call Fast Train toll-free 1-866-FAST-TRAIN to set up that appointment with four convenient locations. They're in Kendall, Miami, Pembroke Pines, and Fort Lauderdale. There's a Fast Train nearby you. Don't forget to ask the career counselor for a list of students like yourself who are currently in their dream job. So don't just dream about it. Do it. Call Fast Train 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. You could be working on that new job before spring. That's 1-866-FAST-TRAIN or check them out on the web at FastTrain.com. Live and local. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Don't have a penis. Baby, aren't you couple missiles? Toward a place we know. Can aim a matter fella whose first name begins with O. There's one thing we all understand. Al Qaeda won't be finished. Till we blow up Pakistan. Kill some people. We could chase them around forever with our tanks and all our troops. But special forces are so tired of jumping through them hoops. You know we need another plan. So let's cut out all the nonsense. Uh-huh. And go blow up Pakistan. Blow me fifty dollars. Al Qaeda needs a nuclear tan. Why don't we stop pussyfooting and go blow up Pakistan? Probably because they got the, the bomb. Boom, boom. Yeah, exactly like I said. 1131 at 560 WQM. Here comes the big moment. Here's the numbers, folks. 
You're not going to believe it. We got a. Nine. I just made it up. Yeah, we don't have any numbers yet. I could, I could say, we got a 42 share. That's a good idea. Let's just start making it up as we go along. It'll be a lot more exciting. Morning's had a point two. Uh, it's just a joke. No, we got to hope for, we got to pull for him to get a big number so we can get our full bonus, don't we? And of course, if Mo has a bad number, we know who we're going to blame for it because his producer, who's been, it was uh, unprofessional, has been blown out of there. The bald-headed uh, beast who's sitting right in the other room right now eating his balance for life. Now, I think we'll blame Zach. Oh, uh, Miguel has just walked into Rome. He's got a quizzical look on his face. He's got something in his hand. What is that? Are those not? Boy, 1132, we got numbers. Now, did you look at these? Miguel, did you? Oh, he didn't. He, this is amazing because these are like pristine now. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of Peter North. Uh-oh. Where are we? Are we in here? Which one's it The whole, uh... Oh! Oh! I beg your pardon? Are those the 12 plus? What 12 plus. The whole thing? Monday through Sunday, 6 a.m. to midnight. We have got problems, folks. Oh. Number one, WEDR, your slow station. 7.3 share. WEDR. Number two, Power 96, six point. Oh, this is see, this is twelve plus. Nobody cares, huh? Oh, it's a heavy ethnic summer boy. It's sounding like it's so far. Oh, spos and spos, baby, spos and spos. We're screwed. Followed by Radio Romancia, uh. W A M R, Radio Amor, spos and spos. Who else stays here in the summertime? Nobody else stays here. Radio Mambi is that the top five stations and number six is uh, hot. The top six stations are uh, all ethnic. Spos and Spos. Can We're you? doomed. Oh, my God. Well, wait till I, I've seen our number. It's not on the second base. Oh, party radio. Guess what? I don't want to say it, but I think the party's over. Party. Yeah. Now, I realize this is not their demographic. It's 12 plus, but they're down from a 3.0 to a 2.9. And what did Power have? A 6.0. They're second, and Party's 14th. It's all over, baby. That's my opinion. I'm Mike Disney. Yeah. WQAM? Oh! Now, keep in mind, this is 12 plus. Maybe we just don't have a lot of old people or young people or in between. Oh, here's Miguel coming in again. I better give you our number. IOD had a 3.1. We had a 2.5 down from a 2.8. Of course, most of that I'm sure can be attributed to George. I mean, now what do you what do you got there? Don't be walking off to the side, you asshole! Jesus K Christ, man! That Miguel, what a putz! That's my opinion. I'm Mike Disney. Six to ten a.m. in the morning. Oh, here we go. Now comes the pressure because now we're starting to get actual day parties. Six to ten a.m. and I also have midday twelve plus George in my hand. I got him in my hand right now. Twelve plus. Woo! Not on the first page. Not on the second page. Uh, not on the third. Now, that can't be right. George didn't show up at all. He had a zero. Oh, wow. there you are. Oh, yeah. uh, anyway. Okay, let's take a look at the mornings here, okay, shall we? Persons 12 plus. First page. Is Mo on the first page? No. No. Let me get my handy little stapler over here so I can do this all at the same time because Miguel's got these light, neatly. Uh, man, this is this is known as your death knell book. And the guy that wanted to know how we uh, get these numbers, they pull them out of a hat. 
They pull 50% out of their hat and 50% out of their Rectum. ass. Let's see. Mornings. Uh, number one is EDR. Number two, Radio uh, Mambi. Radio Amor. Big. Even big. Oh, Howard went down even. Look at that. 5-8 to a 5-2. more. Ethnic. Heavy ethnic, baby. I mean Howard Stern. Clarify. WIOD 3.2 in the morning, same as the previous book. At least they're consistent. I don't, I don't see a Mo on this second page either, Beast. It's the Beast that done it, baby. Must be him. Oh, I'm, eh, not, not much change. 2-4 to a 2-3. Flat. Flat. Of course, that includes the 9 to 10 hour, which means mornings could be 12 plus, like a 1-9, you know, like in the ones. And now you're laughing. I'm serious. I'm just telling you right now, boy, ones, oh, my God, that would be like an embarrassment, almost as embarrassing as these numbers that George got. I don't think I bailed you out at all in uh, in September, man. Ten to three, EDR is number one with a five, six. Life, life sneaks in there, then power. Power with a five point oh. is number three in person, 12 plus in midday. Oh, talk about, see, there's that Spoings Fo thing again. CMQFM. There was no uh, non-ethnic Scott Diaries in this book. A IOD went down from a 4.4 to a 3.9. And middays, 12 plus, we went from a 4.5 to a 3.3. From 6 to tied for 12th. Who are we tied with? Y100. What? That's right. Yeah. Is that persons? 12 plus. So the verdict is still out. You might pull out a number in men. Yeah. You might pull one out here. Do you think so? No. No. What about the humper, huh? At least he's on like in a time period where it's his number. Okay, three to seven. What you see is what you get. Let's see how the Humper didn't hear, huh? Because right now it's looking like middays took a real precipitous bad. crap, huh? I heard bad. Humper did bad? That's what I heard. IOD, let's see, it's a Tom Schmidt. Uh, call up Leon Harris. Call up Leon Harris at CNN see how he'll say it. Start with Kirby Puckett. Come on, Leon. And then Tom Schmidt. Uh, Schmidt. He went up two, eight to a 3-3, three, three, Tom the Schmidt man. So they not only like Lardass, they like Lardass Jr., QAM, 2-8 to a 2-5. Not that bad. Not the kind of drop like we had. No. <laughs> you notice George's voice cracking on that. No. Fading away to nothing. Oh, my God. Well, but this is 12-plus, keep in mind. The younger demos, we might have kicked some serious ass. What do you think? No. I think we just sucked. I think we had like a death knell. And, of course, Tom Jick is right. They're those All those stories. I come back in September, couldn't bail you out. That's because all those goddamn periodicals. I think we have to go back to the stupid-ass phone calls again. Don't you? No. Now, what did we have in the last trend in 12 Plus? Do we know? Do we have those trends around somewhere? They're around somewhere in a pile. Oh, Miguel's running here again. Gee, I better get my stapler out. I can't keep up with him. Now, what do we got now? Oh, 18 to 34. You're going to have to get a magnifying glass out for 18 to 34 for this station. We don't have anybody 18 to 34, do we? No. No way. Let's see. Overall, EDR number one, Schwarztown, baby, 11.8 year. Although that's down a little bit for them. Power from a 9.8 to an 11.3. Down the hall. What's that crap they played on the hall? Power with an 11.3 share. Party radio, 6.2. So even though they actually went up a little bit, they're a distant third. They're way behind power, man. They're sucking wind. The Coast, 5.2. Y100. Zeta. Now, this is overall. See, so let's see. Well, we're not going to show up on here. QAM, are you people schmitting me? From a 2.0 oh. to a 1.2. That's the overall. 18 to 34. Man, oh, man, you talk about an invisible demographic. We don't have anybody under the age of 100. Wait till we get those 90-plus numbers. We'll look pretty good. You wait. People too old and feeble to change the dial. Like Tom Jicker, for example. That's all we got left. 
Man, I have a feeling when these other numbers start coming in, you think you're sick now. <laughs> Just wait. We're going to be gagging and puking, and we're going to take the heat for it, too. Not Mo. Of course, we, now this is, keep in mind, maybe Mad Dog had a bad number. Well, huh? let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Pretty sad. Pretty bad summer here, folks. Thank God I wasn't here to see it. Thank God I'm getting out of here again soon. Man, I hate to see these grown people crying. 20 till noon at 560 WQM. Here's something good for your health. Oleomed Mediterranean formulas. They're advanced combinations of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil combined with a lot of good stuff in there. Vitamins, minerals, herbals, other nutrients scientifically designed to provide natural nutrition solutions to help you support specific health needs. Look for Oleomed's three new formulas. They got one to help you sleep, one for weight management, and CoQ10, all using the benefits of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil and Oleomed's an outstanding product. It's available at Publix, at Eckerd's, at Walgreens. If you'd like to get more info, call Oleomed toll-free at 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-653-6633. You can also, by the way, you still have the highest number on the station. Oh, well, at least that's something. You can also order Oleomed online at oleomedamerica.com. And if you visit your nearest Publix and buy an Oleomed product in Data Broward, you can get you a coupon for a free Larry Coker bobblehead doll oh! while supplies last. Don't forget to, and by the way, what high school they play next week. Don't forget to visit their sampling pavilion at Sportstown every Sunday when the Dolphins are playing home games. Pick up free Oleomed samples and product information. Start feeling healthy again right now by popping some Oleomed in your old puss. My, my and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. They're number one. Damn it. Negro. Fooling. Foul is the masses Negro. Neat, Negro. Fooling foul be a right wing schwoe. Another train monkey. Of white man bush. Fooling foul is the masses Negro. Spreads his cheeks to kiss his tush. Black them. Fooling foul is the masses Negro. Stepping and fetching at the whim of his white master. Foul is the Mrs. Negro. Caters to the needs of the globalist crackers. Foul is the Mrs. Negro. And Uncle Tom's subservient coon. Foul is the Mrs. Negro. A twisting black snake who flips spook. Coolin' Owl is the Mrs. Negro. Yo! Coolin' be, coolin' be, be, a slave Negro. Coolin' Owl, yo, that would he be do. Okay. Now, what are you trying to say, George? What are you saying? We're number one! Damn it! This could be one of the great... Oh, not a good... No oh, ah. Man, talk about number one by default. Oh. Now, what did we have in the uh, last trend? Uh, we actually went down. 6-1. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, we got a 5-9. But don't forget, we were lopping off like uh, right. July. Right, huge giant. June? There was some huge month there that June. we were losing. Right. So September couldn't have been all that bad. Even reading all these periodicals and bedtime stories, it couldn't have been that bad, little Tommy, because... We're number one! Damn it! Hallelujah. So let's see. Men 25 oh. to 54 overall. Number four. Eh... Four five from a five six to a four point five share. You people out there don't know what these mean. It means that George held on with a very crappy number, but still, see, it's like winning a race by a nose instead of by ten lengths. You know what I'm saying? So July not, must not have been terrible. 
August was awful. Awful. August awful. was an embarrassment. If I was you, and don't forget, I was had that one extra week off in August and was also sick most of the month. It you was almost like all George all August. In August. Almost all George all August. And August was like, <laughs> and then September was. Now is Duff uh, figuring out the monthlies for us? Come on, get on that muff. Don't just be wandering around here so leisurely. Get on, get your pen out. He says that's Clarence's job now. <laughs> Clarence can't count that low. I mean, let's see now. What did what the Humper do? I'm sure that Hank is out there listening. Not bad. Actually, now this is interesting. His share went down slightly, but his position went up, which I'm sure helps huh. him out. Huh? He went from a fourth with a 5.3 to second with a 5. Point. Oh! Basically, there was nobody here this summer. Party Radio is number one in Men 2554 in the afternoon with a 5.4. I told you, uh? they're kicking ass. Men yeah. 2554? Men 2554, 3 to 7 p.m., Party Radio. Nice going, Disney. Because when the humper is on, believe you me, it's time to... Party! Yeah. Power went up in a share, but yeah, from a 3.7 to a 4.6. This is the strangest book i ever done seen, you know what? The Schmidt, Schnitt, I'm a Schmidt guy, he went up. I'm saying it right, don't be, I know what I'm saying. I'm not Leon Harris, okay? I don't do Kirby uh, puke it. Now let's see, what do we got here? A 3.5.9. Now, the average quarter hours went way down, and the queue went way down, and the like the listening went way, way down there. But that's 10 to 3, so. That's right. Now, the Mad Dog, we hope, did really bad. I mean, and no, went out. Now, did I, miss, did I miss the morning number here somehow? Oh, yeah. How do you, uh, yeah. How right by how, that? He's got these pages, like, all purposely, I think, dicked around. I think somebody paid him off in the hall. Who's that goofball down the hall? Okay, here we go. 6 to 10 a.m., men 25.54. This is what we live and die by, boys and girls, all you people out there trying to figure this out. This is what we're... Tom, hey, Tom Jicker, write these down, baby. Big. As, as George goes, so goes Howard Stern. Just like you, a big drop, but still number one. Quite a higher number than you had. From a 12.4 in the spring to a 9.4 in the uh, summer, still number one. That's because of the ethnic uh, balance in here and everything else, I guess. Like Zeta, they're still uh, tied for a second, but they went from a 7.7 share to a 5.7 because they don't have enough uh, Schwarzers listening, I guess, or Spicks. Radio Ritmo went from 9th to 4th. See what I'm saying? 9th to 4th? Who the hell are these people? Can WCMQFM went from 12th to 7th? Ho, ho, ho. Spos and Schwoz, baby. You white folks out there, you don't have a chance. Uh-oh! Oh! What happened? Stitch? Paper cut? No, I just looked at the second page. Ah. At least it's on top of the second page. From fourth for a tie for seventh. The Momeister. From a 4.6 in a spring book to a... To a... Three point six. Jesus Christ. Man, from fourth to tied for seventh with WSUA Radio Suave. I guess the Spicks aren't into Mo that much, huh? Must be. So that'll be a two something. I beg your pardon? When we uh, Are you are you trying well, to I, knock him again just because he tried I'm to get your ass fired? Yes you are. Okay. Oh that's right. Let's separate the number from the person, okay? Let's just pretend we're talking theoretics here. Right. No personalities involved. Just the morning drive. Uh, what, what do you mean it'd be a two-something? You had a 5.9. That's something to write home about. Of course, actually, when you take out like one to three, you're right. It could be right around a three. 
pretty weak. That, that's in Two men. Nine. That's in men. Two nine. That's not like in like some demo. That, that's our target demographic. Men 25 to 54, a 3.6. <laughs> that this guy was going to come in here and reinvent talk radio, sports talk, and show us all how it's done. Now, did we tell you what the humper had? I just told you, a 5.0, but second in the market. And guess who was first on the station again? Who was high to midday, even with George on, like, all that extra time? So they can, you know, what's his name? Your good, close, personal friend, Petey Lenny, can run all around the building stabbing you in the back. Ah, you know, I can't sell middays in the summer. That goddamn little spick is on it. Still got the biggest number by far on his radio station in middays. Good old. Ew, God. And the Mad Dog and Jorge in midday. Rhymes with gay. So there you go, right there. Still number one. It's one of the great miracles of all time, folks. But it's kind of like uh, everything is squashed in there because of that heavy ethnic waiting. Now, hopefully, by the time this fall book is really going here strong, a lot of those uh, spos will be back on the banana boats going in the other direction, and the Schwarzers will be back there picking cotton again in Homestead and Aranja. Yeah, instead of getting them damn diaries and screwing up our ratings. Here's a fax that says, Hey, Neil, I think it's fascinating how the idiotic Tom Jacob feels that the debate on whether your radio show is better when you read news stories is the most important thing going on. With all the disturbing trends going on in electronic media, he how has he got time to write about the cooking shows is amazing. I remember my college media ethics class, when it goes on about Marshall McLuhan to the Global Village, blah, blah, blah. This is why so many people are depressed and psychotic today. The constant droning of the fear mongers in the media are destroying the minds of millions of people. And Tom Jick is worried about you reading news on the air. The best thing to do is run a disclaimer on the 24-hour news shows that watching this can be hazardous to your mental, mental health. Thanks for exposing the hypocrisy of our time. And that goes for the very disgusting George, too. He said, thanks for uh, whatever you're doing, for being number one there with a very low number. Now, what did you have last summer? I don't know. Five, I can look. Five, six, I think. So, but, but Five, let me yeah, let maybe. me say it again. You can't be higher than number one. I'll say it again. I'm not trying to make excuses, although I am, because it's a pretty damn lame-ass number for a show like this, especially when you inherit like ten and eleven shares and you you scrunch it down to like fives and sixes. Pretty weak. Pretty weak in there. Hey, I want my number before I start getting flogged. That's right. Let's get the uh, hour nine by hour one. and the day parts of the nine to one, and then we can even go into it and see like on Tuesdays and Thursdays if I helped at all. When I was doing those Thursday and Thursday from Toronto and like uh, one or two half shows from uh, Amsterdam in between being sick all the time. What? Let's see what that guest hour did that one time you came in because you couldn't contain yourself anymore and you were Oh, that Friday sick. afternoon, yeah. That was spectacular. It was Award spectacular. Winning. And then that first call, uh, gee, I don't want to like uh, spoil <laughs> things, but is beer really bad for you? Oh, my God. Yeah, Tom. I'll tell you what, Tom. We'll give them your home number, Tom, little Tom Jicka. And all these frustrated callers can call you at home. So September couldn't have been all that bad if we had a 5.9. Right. Uh, it couldn't have been gigantic, but it couldn't have been all that bad because June, as I recall, was pretty good. But, you know, not bad. Not bad. And, of course, we would have had those billboards that we were supposed to <laughs> announce by coming back. Because keep in mind, September in this thing is like uh, August 26th through, um, you know, whatever. So there you go, boys and girls. Spos and schmoes. Darkies and uh, grease balls. That's what it's all about. That, that's the only guys that got the diaries. And, of course, they get paid extra for getting them. And all the rest of us white folks, we were all busy, you know, out of town. So somebody's got to get them. They probably uh, came along and stole them out of the mailboxes, what they did. Huh? That must that must be it. Either that or Arbitron can't. And then in the morning there. Jesus Christ. Oh, my. You know, seriously, Mo, how low can you go? That I, That's my question. How low can you go, Mo? Jesus Christ. Because he just... I mean, unlike us, which, you know, hopefully will make a comeback, and like Hank is, uh, you know, doing his thing. He's got a decent number in there. He's number two in the market. We're number one. 
In fact, where's Mo again? Number, we got, let's see, number two in, uh, in afternoon, number one in midday, and number seven in the morning. That's not acceptable. That, that's, that's just not acceptable, if you ask me. Do you think that's an acceptable number? It makes me want to kill some people. Yeah. Christ. Guy that comes in here making all of that money with 15 different toupees and bossing everybody around and firing this one and firing that one and trying to get George fired. And that's the best part of the deal. He tries to get you fired, and you got a much, much bigger one than he's got in a number two. That's the amazing part. Even with your marginal experience. And this is a guy that's been in the business for 75 years. Mo Howard, been in the business since uh, Jesus was a baby. And his numbers are so pathetic, I'd be embarrassed to even associate with him. So I guess tomorrow I won't talk to him. Just like this morning and every other day. You know what I'm going to do? Tomorrow morning I'm going to stand in that window. When he's on here, I'm going to take a big, big piece of cardboard. You know how the gypsies, the little kids do with the cardboard? I'm going to take a big piece of cardboard. I'm going to write three six on it. And I'm going to stand there and wave it. He'll have to look sooner or What's later. What's that, a Bible verse? 3.6, yeah. In, in, uh, Proverbs 3.6, it says, if you don't know Mo, it says, the Mo you know, be going slow. And that's the way the QM train is slowed down to a waltz, to a slow Kazatsky there in the morning, baby, as the number keeps dropping and dropping. Hey, Mo, how low can you go? That's what the beast wants to know. And, of course, it's all his fault anyway for those crappy guests he got on there. Now that we got Zach, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> for anybody who missed the beginning of our show this morning where we couldn't get on for three minutes because Zach is busy eating, you think the beast was fat. Oh, man. That's Zach. Well, what, maybe if he gets somebody who weighs less than 600 pounds producing his show, maybe that might help. The beast could be a boil on Zach's ass. Uh, on his ass, you know what? Speaking of boil on your ass, how about the Lights of West Boca? That's right. A lot of fat people out there. That's correct. Your low-carb, sugar-free Atkins Diet Superstore. They got a terrific selection of low-carb cookies. Not just one flavor, but 14 different cookies from three different bakers. I have them all. I do. I don't have any of them. They're delicious, and if I had to pick a favorite, I could... Well, what kind of copy is this? I don't have no goddamn cookies. What are you talking about? But it says here they're all great. Peanut butter, chocolate chip. Lemon, coconut, or all sugar-free or low-carb. You can stop by Delights and sample any of their products. When you stop by Delights, say, you know, that P.D. Lenny's a moron, okay? And they'll say, yeah, you're right about that. And, of course, at Delights, you can try it before you buy it. So don't go, oh, look at this. Don't toss your cookies. Oh, this is brutal. This is brutal, P.D. Lenny. You must have actually, he must have visited Steve M. Extra this weekend. Delights gave me a loaf of their new low-carb bread called Sinfully Low-Carb Bread. On That's right. P.D. Lenny handed it to me on Friday, and I put it off on the side. You know something? I don't know if we're going to have to scratch this spot away. If you could read this piece of copy, you would go like that. It's got like, mmm, mmm, mm. nuba, mmm, jamming, mmm. So go over to uh, the Lights of West Boca and go, mmm, like that. And say, hey, do you have the number of Steve M's house? Because P.D. Lenny's uh, using up all his goods. Anyway, they got all the Atkins stuff you need in this one great store. And, of course, they're uh, open 10 till 10 every day on the corner of Glades and 441 in Boca. Call them at 1-877-LOW-CARB and complain bitterly about this awful copy. Or check them out on the web at lowcarb.com. Delights of West Boca who apologize for Petey Lenny being what he is. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. This is Dave Goldstein, but you can call me Geldy. Whenever I'm in town, I listen to... Wait a minute, I am in town. It's the 12 to 1 hour. Ah! With some crack in her shoe, 
and some Xanax in her purse. She's the rank skank governor's daughter who resembles after birth. She knows that dad is the cup. So if she breaks the law, well, that's tough. It ain't none of your goddamn business, so just keep your big mouth shut when it comes to family values. A prime example for all of you. There ain't nothing like the morals of the good bush family. So with some crack in her shoe, no other foot powder will do. It makes your feet wanna tingle and dance all day. Come on, you bitch, dance! That's right, you spoiled speed of trust! Okay, 1203 at 560 WQAM, press conference in Richmond, Virginia, 1 o'clock. So if you're wondering, you know, it's not that we're ignoring that, but there's nothing going on. I mean, I could put that on the air. In a rapid oh, there's that picture. Two people in custody, and we saw the ass end of the Mustang again. There's those photos again from the brownie camera by that brownie. Brilliant. Hunt. Yeah. Wonderful. And it says invoice on the window again, if you can read from uh, right to left. So here's last year's number, huh? Now, I'm looking at that morning number. Now, how do I do this? Of course, first That's of all, keep in mind, that was uh, 6 to 10. Well, you got so an hour by six, hour there, sir. So. Will you shut up and but, listen to me? It, but six, yeah. six, ten, one, uh, twelve, nine. So thirteen divided by four is what? Three uh... and change. Yeah, pretty weak. Pretty weak. So it looks to me like they did even worse than he's doing. So let's take back what we said about Mo, huh? No, no, no. But of course he was going to come in here and revolutionize and restart and do this and do that. Isn't that correct? Correct. Now what's this other one you got here? The uh, the first time, the first summer. Oh, and then look at their numbers in the morning in that book. Woo! They had a 5-1, and then we had a 3-3, three, three, and he's got a what, a 3-6? Oh, that's right, but his 3-6 is uh, not, that's right. 2-9. Sorry, that's sorry, guys. Sorry, Joe Rose. Sorry, Gildy. Sorry, Defoe. Not Gildy. What? 2-9. That's my prediction. Because we're, we're, you're goosing him up there with that 9-10 to 10 hour. So he's either in the, like a, got just barely a 3 or like under a 3. Not too impressive for all that kind of money, for all that big uh, highfalutin talk, you know? Bop, 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 all that stuff. But midday, we're number one, damn it! The media coverage of the sniper has been, we asked in our poll on neilrogers.com, just another feeding frenzy like O.J., Chandra, and Jabonet, 231, 69%. It's been okay, 42, you said that. It's been outstanding, 36, too much, 25 out of 334 votes. Boy, I'm just drained from that experience. You know, that was, that was uh, incredible. Let's just read all now. What station do they usually call about? Magic? We've got some assholes that were, I mean, guys that work over at Magic. They want Magic. They want Zeta, of course. Well, let's see how uh, men 2554. Let's take a look, shall we? Huh? I mean, a lot of the audience out there doesn't care about this. And you know what? Too bad. Turn on Rush. Turn on Bill O'Reilly. Listen to some of that good old right-wing propaganda. Listen to some of those a uh, NRA people. Tell you about our guns are great. Listen to Wayne LaPierre. Squeezing it. Let's see, Zeta morning, like I said, very bizarre, because it's like everything was compressed because of this heavy ethnic weighting. So s numbers that went down, shares of the audience went down. You didn't, In other words, you didn't have to have a big number to be way up there. Like Zeta dropped from a 7.7 .7 share to a 5.7, but they're still second Right. in uh, the morning in men. Second to Howard Sperm, who, again, went from a 12.4 to a 9.4, like the listenership went way down. So basically, this is not, not only did we do okay, held our own, but this was not a, a strong talk and that kind of, you see what I'm saying? Yes. Do you? I do. Other than uh, the, the Schmidt guy. 
No, I'm not going to say. I'm not Leon Harris, okay? I, I know my Schmidt, mister. I just like fooling with it. I like diddling with it. Look, let's see what he did. Look at that, 360 before 3 in the afternoon. Maybe they figure because he's like a minor league lardass. Now, what did lardass do a midday, huh? Flat. 5-3 to a 5-3. Oh, if you like talking, but what? 5-3, he was third with a 5-3 in the spring book, but now tied for second with a 5-3 in the seat. So, in other words, a smaller number moved up on the ladder. If I like talk what? If you like talk radio, but you don't like sports. Who says I like talk radio? If one, if an audience person likes talk radio, but they don't like sports talk, what do they listen to in the afternoon? What What's there for them? Schnitthead. What time is Norman? Oh, in the morning. I'm sorry. Now, let's see. Uh, 3.64. So, in other words, even though they're right. Now, what about Phil? Men 25.54, 7 to midnight. Because he threw in a big trend in there. I don't see him on the first page, though, you know? Phil, I can't. Are you sure? Don't see on there. 7 to midnight. Men 25.54. QAM 3.5 to a 3.6. Went up at night. That's the Marlins. We love the Marlins. They are the best. Three six, that sounds like a familiar number. So even the Marlins tied. Well, I don't want to say his name. Uh, I don't. I'm, what am I looking for on here? I'm looking for I N Z. Or no, he's on a. That's right. I'm looking for the wrong colleges. Look at that. Like I said, six zero to a six one. Second. Second tonight, seven to midnight. Phil Henry. Are you positive? Love ninety four six five at night. So he's like number two at night, on IOD. But I but IOD's got a big number here all the way around. So they had a good book. QAM sucked wind. Of course, you got to have a leader. Now, what did IOD do in the morning, George? I don't know. Good question. I'll tell you. 3-1 up to a 3-3. So they went up a couple of tenths while we were dropping a full point in the morning. <laughs> Woo! Of course, we dropped like three and a half points in midday, but that's, that's George. I'm sorry. I mean, that's one of those things. Well, look. We're still number one on the station, so all these people that want to detract like that backstabbing lunatic... Uh, P.D. Lenny. And I'm going to, seriously, that piece of copy that I attempted to read before, that should be saved for the uh, Lunatic Hall of Fame. The one that I showed you that goes, mmm, like that. Yeah. What What is this man on? What is this man on? And will they let him bring it to Vegas when they go away on there? Thank God they're all going to be leaving in a couple of days for a week. Oh, won't that be a blessed relief? Yes. The whole sales department is going to Vegas for a week. Won't that be great, Pally? <laughs> yeah. I'm bringing my roller skates. Don't forget, join the overnight guys. Join Mark tonight for Monday Night Football Night at 11 at Gatsby's in Boca. Stop by to win prizes and enjoy specials on Crown Royal. <laughs> That's tonight. Colts and the Steelers at Gatsby's in Boca. Say hi to Joe and Mark and tell them how much you enjoy hearing their material the second time between 6 and 6.30 every morning. How'd they do? We don't, how, do I, how do I know? Don't we have like a major, just one big sweeping overnight? 12 to 6 number? <sighs> It's a separate thing. You got to go into the hour oh, by hour. You have dang. to pull that out of there once we get the disc. And how come Muff never came back in here with that monthly breakdown? He says it's Clarence's job, and Clarence says, "Oh no, Muff's taking care of that." See, now we got now we got two hot shots in there, so now they're passing the buck, is what it's all about. Oh no, that's not my department. Get off your duck. Yeah, get let somebody do something. Let's see how we did in September. See if we're on the road to recovery or not, because that's going to have a lot to do with my decision about whether to continue with the with the bedtime stories and the periodical stuff, or whether we should go back to those great phone calls <laughs> and do the show the way little Tom Jicka would like. And maybe we can bring him back on the air to burp on the air again, <laughs> in between telling us about all these great shows that we don't watch, all these great sitcoms that nobody who listens to this show, show watches. Nine minutes past noon at 560 WQM, where we're number one in midday, baby, oh. in men. Number one. Oh. It's a miracle, but we're number one. We're hanging on by our thumbnail. 
You know, Castaway Seafood Company knows seafood. They pride themselves on serving you the freshest seafood in the universe. Fresh fish that is never frozen, prepared just the way you love it. Grilled, blackened, or broiled. Signature Castaway's dishes include sesame-seared tuna, cracked conch, and unbelievable homemade chowders, which I'm still waiting for some of those homemade chowders. When do you want them? I don't mean them. I mean, because oh. I, I don't want the fishy one. I'm going to look for clam chowder. Yeah. Mm. Anytime. Like tomorrow would be good. Right. Castaways also features grilled certified Angus beef, burgers, filet mignon, or how about a huge succulent mouth-watering New York strip steak? Castaways offers great daily lunch, early bird specials, and every Wednesday night is karaoke and ladies' night with free drink for the ladies. Join the Castaways tailgate party at the Hogfish Bar for weekend and Monday night football specials while you watch your favorite games like tonight, the Steelers and the Colts. Castaway Seafood Company with full, uh, full... Oh, that's right, and that press conference should have been taking place any minute now about Chris Carter. The Castaway Seafood Company has got a full bar. They're open seven days a week. They're located on the southwest corner of University and Griffin Road in Davie. If you're looking to cater your next home or office party, Castaways will do a super job of that for you, too. Castaway Seafood Company featuring seafood so fresh, it'll slap you right on your puss. Live and local, this, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. You thought that I was dumb and stupid? Hello. Hello, Tony. This is Buffalo Bill. Oh, yes. How are you, Bill? I'm fine. Splendid. I look more like a woman now. What can I do for you, Bill? I want to know why I'm not in the new Red Dragon film, Mommy. Really? I saw the new film. There's no one to put the lotion in the basket. Bill, you were killed in the Lambs film. So? I play a much better psycho killer than Art Carney. Art? Oh, you mean Ed Norton. Like I said, Mommy, he looks good for his age. Ed Norton? No, Art Carney. No, no, that's not... Now I have to work with Tony Shalhoub. That's why I'm quiet today. I'm afraid it's... Much too late now. No, that screws up all my plans. It just wouldn't work, Bill. How about it, Tony? Can you help me out for old time's sake? Can't do it, Bill. Tell Mommy I always liked you. It was only the lotion in the basket. Well, it was good hearing from you. The lotion in the basket. I have to go now. That my pee-pee's tucked so tight between my legs. See you around, Bill. Mommy. 1215 at 560 WQM. So men 18 plus, 6-1 to a 6.0 from the June book to this, from the spring book to the summer book. So that's not bad. Still number one by almost a full point. What's wrong with that? I'll take it. Yeah, you'll take it because I bailed your ass out again in September there. Evidently. And the clearance right now, as a matter of fact, is doing the extrapolations. We'll take a look and see, like July, August, and September. We'll see what happened there. We'll see how it lays out. Because August, of course, was a little on the rough side. And quite frankly, not that I'm rationalizing, but if you take away the ethnic factor from this book, oh, we wouldn't have done all that bad. Even your buddy Mahone, he wouldn't have done all that bad. Huh? He had a 4.0 in men. I thought he was big among the ush But, of course, that includes 9 to 10 in right. men. See? Right. Like I said, he didn't do too good. Now, uh, Larry and Jensen Beach faxes me this, that the Bush people, the Jeb Bush people are circulating around because they're desperate. Will you help us stop Bill McBride? No. No. The latest public opinion poll has Bush 49%, McBride 48%, it says here. Mr. McBride is the candidate the Florida Democrat machine politicians have tapped as the one they want to be our next governor. I thought he won the uh, primary against Jana Reno. Last time I checked. Yeah. No, but the machine politicians have tapped him. If the Democratic machine succeeds, this election will not only change the direction of our state, thank God, 
it will have major political implications nationwide. Thank God again. If liberal Democrat Bill McBride wins in November, according to an AP article written by David Royce this week, it would be much easier for a Democratic candidate to defeat President Bush in 2004 with the help of a Democratic governor stumping for Florida's 25 electoral votes. Oh! President Bush won the state alleged by 537 votes over Gore in 2000. This is one big reason why we must stop Bill McBride. This is from the Bush people. And then they asked for money, of course. Just a few months ago, the conventional wisdom was that Janet Reno was going to win the primary election, and then we would defeat her in the general election. But a lot has changed over the summer. Our Stop Reno Reelect Jeb campaign was so successful, we were able to help knock off Janet Reno in the primary. Right. Right. And save Florida from definite tax increases. Right. Now, with the help of the state's biggest union bosses, Bill McBride is only one point behind in the race for governor. Big-name Democrats in Florida and nationwide are pouring in money and resources to influence our local governor's race. My name is Michael Mita. I was chairman of Americans for Jeb Bush. We succeeded in our mission to defeat Janet Reno with our stop rate of the with the support from thousands of Floridians statewide. We were able to put on radio ads. They need more money. Do they need more money? No. They sure as hell don't. They got more money than God. But they're begging and pleading, and you know what they are? You know what the word is? Desperate. That's the, very good. That's the word. See, that's why George held his own there in the uh, summer book in spite of all your negativity out there. People like Petey Lenny. And certain others in this building that want to give Georgia a pile of crap. Bob Herbert writes in today's New York Times, Dancing in the Dark. He says, there may yet be a way to avoid the war with Iraq that President Bush appears to be so uh, desperately wanting. But if the U.S. does go barreling into Baghdad, with or without the sanction of the U.N., the American people should at least have some clear sense of the potentially very heavy consequences that may ensue. The Bush administration, with its muscular rhetoric and its trumpeting of a new generation of weapons, even smarter than those used in the Gulf War, would be happy to have the public think of the war as little more than a walk in the park. I recently asked a storekeeper in Coral Gables, Florida, about how he felt about the possibility of a war with Iraq. He was reluctant to answer at first, but eventually said, I support the president on this. He said that Saddam Hussein was a bad fellow, and we'd have to go after him sooner or later, so we might as well go in now and get the job over with. Ray Bradley, a retired electrician in Jackson, Mississippi, was even more gung-ho. Let's have at it, he said in an interview. We worry about them throwing chemicals and biologicals and nuclear bombs. Let's wipe it out before it starts. It can sound so easy, but the truth is that the people of the U.S., from the most ardent doves at Berkeley to the fiercest talks in the Bush administration, are dancing in the dark on this issue. No one really knows where a U.S.-led military invasion of Iraq will lead. Saddam's regime can be destroyed, no doubt, but what then? Do we really want to occupy Iraq? For how long and at what cost and to what end? will simply be eradicating a murderous threat or also establishing a beachhead in an oil-rich frontier. And what about the humanitarian crisis that's almost sure to develop once the smarter bombs and other forms of firepower have done the job they were created for? Are we ready and willing to deal with the life-threatening food and water shortages, the wounded and frightened civilians, including children, the shattered infrastructure, and the desperate refugees? Are we ready? And what's the plan for locating and securing Saddam's weapons of mass destruction? One can easily imagine in the chaos of war the dispersal of such weapons into terror networks both inside and outside Iraq. For that matter, what's the plan for locating and securing Saddam? General uh, Norman Schwarzkopf, who commanded the troops in Operation Desert Storm, told NBC News, I think target number one, if we have to go to war, will be Saddam Hussein. Now, that's an easy, say, hard-do thing, because we could never find him in the Gulf War. The violence of that war seemed remote to most Americans. It had the qualities of a television special or a video game. But the attacks of 9-11 brought the cruel violence of terrorism right into the Gulf of a gut of ordinary Americans, and terrorism, not Iraq, remains the great fear of the moment. That fear was in no way diminished last week when the director of the CIA, George Tenet, told a congressional panel that the risk of a terror attack in the U.S. was as grave now as it was in the summer before 
How is it possible that a war in Iraq and its aftermath will not divert attention and precious resources from the crucial fight against more immediate terrorist threats? A series of Qaeda-linked attacks, including the bombing in Indonesia that killed nearly 200 people, were carried out the very week that Congress was giving the president the authorization he sought to attack Iraq unilaterally. In a world as dangerous as ours has become, questions about the profound implications of a U.S.-led invasion of Iraq deserve much more in the way of answers than we have now. Seldom has the U.S. had a greater need for wise and candid and prudent leadership. This is not a good time to be dancing in the dark, writes Bob Herbert in today's New York Times. Sorry for reading the one the air because it's another one of those bedtime stories, periodical radio. What does he call it? Periodicals uh, on audio. Sorry about that, Tom. Even though we're still doing it pretty good. Now, what's that? Is that bring him in here. Don't don't ask. Don't ask him. You asking him? Tell us he know. Thank you, Clarence. Now, let's see what we got. Not too good. Not too good. Oh, that's overall. I see. Oh, like I said, not too good. <laughs> Where is that number? Where the hell is the number? Oh, like I said, I bailed your ass out. Although, look at that. Men, 18 plus. Of course, it's 10 to 3. July, 6.6. August 4.9, September 6.5. So rationalize that, that I was bringing them back. You see what I'm saying? Bring I, them back I after, see that. after your dismal August, after you chased away most of the audience out there with your disgusting tongue and ass comments. Cheek, I mean. Let's see, mornings. Uh, he's, uh, what's he doing? Oh, that's not so bad. See, August, the whole station was bad in August. Okay, we just got a bad fallout of diaries. Okay, it was all ethnic. Spose and foes in August. We got killed. We got butchered by those uh, illegal aliens. Your people. My people aren't illegal. The hell, where's your goddamn voter registration card? By the way, George said he's voting at Treasure Island. Men 18 plus July. More in the morning. Is this Mo? 4.6, 3.3, and 4.1. Eh, you know. A 6 to 10, isn't it? Oh, that's right. Six. Uh, yeah, I keep yeah, I forgetting get into that. any of these numbers. That's until we six get the to hour ten. Leaves. That's right. It's six to ten. And considering that we had a six-five in September, ten to three, which means we probably had like sevens and eights or whatever in there. Right. Yeah, in September. So that four point one quickly immediately drops into the threes. And how far we don't know. We don't want to know. And the humper in the afternoon, then eighteen plus. Three point eight in July. Now, what is that all about? See, that's actually his number now. So we can. No, no. Listen to me. I'm sorry. Very strange. Because like I just said, the rest of the station in August, we took it up the, you yes. know? Yes, we did. July for Hank, 3.8 men. August, 7.1. I remember we were September, talking about September, 3.5. He got a kiss in August. He got a kiss. Evidently, all of his relatives must have gone. I mean, I don't want to take nothing away from my friend, a humper, but... Uh, and as far as nighttime goes, 7 to midnight, 4.2 in July. As the interest in the Marlins kind of tailed off a little bit <laughs> as the season wound down to a bitter end. Now, how come we didn't get any word about uh, Chris Carter? Uh, hey, oh. hey, Clarence, thanks for these numbers, baby, but where's the word about Chris Carter? They had that press conference at noon, and I guarantee you that on your Dolphin station, inquiring minds out there want to know, did the Dolphin sign Chris Carter? Is he going to be wearing uh, whatever number he's going to be wearing? Is he going to line up there and do his Viking thing? Is he going to, like, kick some ass, catch a few passes? What's the story there, baby? Inquiring minds want to know. We got the info? No. No. So those are the numbers, which I would say, I don't, I don't know. Until we get the hour by hour, it doesn't mean too much. Wednesday, you figure? I think tomorrow. Really? Can't wait. Yeah, I think tomorrow. Because last time everybody said, nah, like two days later, we better get him tomorrow. I don't want to like start getting pushy. But I think we better get him tomorrow. If Clarence and uh, and uh, Muff, they get on the phone with Tanner. She can uh, work it out. Young voters' disengagement skews politics. I don't want to do that. It's too depressing about how the young people are uninvolved. How do you expect young people to be involved in this crap? Fixed elections? 
bunch of phony baloney hypocrites. Who the hell are these people, okay? Multi-millionaires and billionaires. You expect young people to be involved in this crap? I sure as hell don't. And the only reason I'm going to vote there on November 5 is because I want to vote against Jeb Bush. I'm not voting so much for Bill McBride because I don't know Bill McBride from the father of the bride, okay? Do you? Nope. He's a good old boy from over the West Coast, never stole a freight train. I don't know squat about a Bill veteran. McBride. And you know what? I don't care. I don't care if he just robbed six banks in the last hour. I don't care. I'm voting against Jeb Bush and this merry band of fascists. These good, good, holier-than-thou, goody-two-shoes, born-again Christians pointing the finger. Not only that, he's got it all covered. He's born-again Christian, and he's Catholic. And he's got the most dysfunctional family since uh, the bunkers. It's incredible. I'm watching that per uh, press conference. Which press conference? Well, wants that. that's when the final decision was made. So I can't control what, what was out there in media and talk and all that stuff, and, and none of our players should be. And, and I promise you it didn't have any effect on the football game. Of course, I didn't hear anything important yet. He's going to be 37. Like if they signed up. Uh, oh, I, I definitely think it, it, it probably helps that he didn't have to go through training camp, you know, in the heat and, and everything that's involved with Don. Yeah, they, they, got him, they got him. They got him. Just by based on what. Now, see, it's too bad that we have to open that up and put it on the air as opposed to, like, somebody over there in our sports department bringing in the information for us on your Dolphin station. We're always getting bitched at. You didn't carry the Jimmy Johnson press conference. You didn't carry it. Remember that? Right. Uh, always. So we're saying, okay, well, bring us the information. We'll put it on immediately, if not sooner, as soon as it's available. And then what do we get? We get these uh, crappy numbers. We're Sports Radio 560, QAM. That was sensational. The door opens. Clarence opens the door, looks at me, and says, they signed him. That was fucking great. Thanks, Clarence. Chris Carter. Condoleezza, Condoleezza, Chevron Moody. But can he play quarterback? With your funky no. yellow teeth so far apart. Condoleezza, Condoleezza, what you be doing? Get the old fascist black that token Schwarzer's dog. Hello, George. Is you day cause you a high-toned Who be smart? Does they like how you shine their shoes underneath the all the way you wash and park the whitest cars? Georgie Jr. say he trusts you underneath the truth. They're our allies of the greedy oil wall. Then he make you clean all the White House bathrooms, the public sink, the toilet, and then scrub the floor. They tell you don't wear sandals, Condoleezza. Your cold chip toenails make them want a wretched few. Your nappy leg hair look just like it. Velcro. The GOP want you to be that token Another train monkey. One day while you be flipping pancakes, you may realize 
that they're treating you just like your Esther That's when your head will move from side to side, Condoleezza. It's a bush and rummy, they be cracker assholes. 12.33 at 560 WQA, and we have 362 votes on the poll. Pretty weak. The media coverage, well, of course, it's pretty weak because the whole thing's anticlimactic now because it looks like uh, it could be over. Looks, It could be. It might be. And it uh, might be. It might not be, as Harry Carey would say, and it ain't. But still it goes on. Two people in custody in Richmond, Virginia, and the story goes on. Think about the raid. Uh, press conference, 1 o'clock in Richmond, Virginia, which certainly won't be nearly as important as the press conference that we just uh, concluded there where Dave Wonstead said, oh, yeah, we signed Chris Carter. Don't you think that was a lot more important than catching the sniper that's shooting innocent people? Well, here locally, sure. And got everybody in terror? 362 votes. Uh, media coverage has been just another feeding frenzy like O.J., Chandra, Jambonet. 247, 68.2%. Shame on you, you talking head channels. Maniacs. Uh, it's been okay, 50 people said that. Outstanding, 37. And too much, 28. So when you add the too much and uh, feeding frenzy, you got uh, 70, uh, almost 76%. Pretty patriotic. So it looks to me like we did pretty good in September, like I really bailed your old spick ass out. Thank you. And, see, I don't want to start talking too loud, because who knows? Maybe the Mad Dog had a huge uh, September. You think? No. Okay. But he could be. It could be. But my point being this, okay, since I'm sure little bald Tommy is still listening right now, he's got it cranked up real loud. He borrowed somebody's radio in the office. He's got it cranked up so loud it, uh, it's vibrating. But at any rate, uh, if, if we actually did make that big comeback in September and got a real good number in there, which helped salvage our number one position, you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. How could that be possible when I'm reading all these uh, periodicals on the air? How is that possible? Just, you know, they love you no matter what you do. Yeah, right. Right. Except if I put Tom Jick on here to belt, <laughs> then they're not too happy about it, okay? If we put little Tommy on there to share his gastric distress with the entire audience. Seriously, you've heard me say that before. I'm not making it up because he wrote this crap in yesterday's book. Yes, often. He always used to, like, belching and puking like he'd just eaten uh, 45 tamales or something. Thank God, though, he restricted it to the uh, that orifice. He kept it in the uh, that orifice. So let's see. So Mo didn't do all that bad from uh, 6 to 10. <laughs> now, 6 to 9, that could be another story, Mo. See, that's another thing that makes it so ludicrous that he's adopted this hard-ass, obnoxious, disgusting, militant, uh, you know, me-against-the-world kind of attitude here. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. We're supposed to be a team, Mo. We'd like to embrace you. Not physically, obviously, because you're a disgusting old man with a bad wig. But we'd like to embrace you. Be a part of the radio station. Not a freaking island, okay? Not like way out there on a goddamn limb all by yourself, because it's very obvious that you by yourself can't carry this radio station, all right? You may have a nice back, but it's not that strong of a back to, like, uh, try to carry everybody else. So maybe lighten up a little. What do you say, huh? No. No? Ain't going to happen, is it? No. We'd love to embrace this man, but there's still a chance to, like, at least uh, communicate with us. Hello, George. See, he won't speak to me. He speaks to you. Hello, George. And just out of spite. Just out of spite he does that. So anyway, he ain't doing much. He's kind of like, he's found his... He's found his level, I guess you might say. So the Humper had that real suspect month there in uh, August. That's all right. He'll take it. You'll take it, right, Hank? <laughs> I'll take whatever we get. Just he like deserves that. it. He, he does deserve it. I don't begrudge him anything. He, he deserves all the good stuff he gets. Guy shows up every day, does a tough two, three hours on a year. Well, not every day. Puts those ex-jocks on there well, once in a while. Hey, more power to him, you know. 
More pay, less work. That's our motto between 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. on this station. Lots more pay, much less work. That's why Joe Rose shows up every now and then. Oh, where's the Mad Dog today? Screwing off. See, that's one thing I like about him, too, is I respect the honesty of his answers. Not, oh, well, he's, uh, you know, got some emergency. He's screwing off. He's sitting at home with the wife watching uh, old soap operas, something like that, watching porno movies, whatever the hell he's doing. This story from the News Telegraph in the U.K. is very disturbing to me. The explosive used in the Bali bomb attack could have come from supplies handed over to the Mujahideen by the CIA during the Soviet occupation of Afghanistan. The same plastic explosive known as C-4 was used in the attack on the USS Koloff Yemen in October 2000, in which 17 people died, suggesting the link to al-Qaeda. A senior member of al-Qaeda has told U.S. investigators in Afghanistan that it sent Abu Bakr Bayasir, spiritual leader of Jama'a Islamiyah, a large sum of money in order to allow him to buy explosives. A U.S. report on the interrogation of Kuwaiti-born Omar al-Farouk, who is being held in Afghanistan, refers to the transmission of 73 grand from Saudi Arabia to Bayasir, which he used to procure explosives. But security sources caution that the explosive is much easier to get a hold of than some reports have suggested. Well, there you go. Maybe you did, maybe we didn't. Just like that poison gas that we uh, provided for Sodom. And when he used it against his own people and the Kurds, we said, ah. Police find meth lab on SMU campus, speaking, by the way, of inflammatory substances. Police at Southern Methodist University say they found a meth uh, amphetamine laboratory in a campus music practice room. A Methodist well, lab? Practice makes perfect in a Methodist uh, methamphetamine lab. No arrests have been made since campus police Captain Tommy Jones. The drug production lab was found at the Owens Fine Arts Center on Thursday, a few days after students returned from fall break. The center houses the Meadows School of Fine Arts, including offices, classrooms, and practice rooms. All are open to the public until the center is locked up at night. Investigators collected several items used in the making of the drug, as well as papers bearing fingerprints and other clues investigators hope will lead to the people who used the lab. Certainly wasn't our fine, upstanding musicians, was it? Just like that business about the about KAT and that classical music. And let me say it again. How come the guy that's supposed to be writing about radio and TV isn't writing about radio and TV? This is Sports Radio 560, QAM. Lollipop, little boy. Life would be so very hot If I were a pumbaclot This what women use a lot To prevent the panty spot They get nasty and they bitch When they have the period Come on To stop gushing out the slot They slide in the pumbaclot Yeah in women big and fat Not for me, I don't like that Long as they are not too wide, I feel comfortable inside. Loop me up and slide me in, and let the fantasy begin. What I'd like to be a lot is to be a boomerang. Yamba, slide me in slowly now. What down low? In between your thighs now. And load me in the hole. What I do to pleasure you, I vibrate inside your tube. I would shout aloud like cock, a doodle doodle doo. You'll find I'm a perfect fit as I lick and tickle it and prevent unsightly spots. If I were a bumper 17 to 1 at 560. WQM, don't forget we got Mad Dog coming up 1 to 3. 
be crying in his beer, I'm sure, after that debacle yesterday. Like I said, can Chris Carter play quarterback? No. Can anybody play quarterback? No. While Jay is on the mend. Jay Feeler, Jay Feeler, all you phonies out there, man, that were ripping him an ass. Oh, we want Ray Lucas. He's the best, yeah. Uh-huh. That performance yesterday, I, I can't find words to uh, describe it. I mean, that was just, and for anybody to try to say, well, it was just, uh, you know, a one-time thing. They stunk. That was pathetic, Ray. Just because he's got that Jason Taylor and Troy Stratford haircut, that ain't going to get the job done. This guy, uh, okay, you're becoming chronic. The guy that I read his facts before, you're chronic. Just calm down. Good intentions, but just relax. Put it away. No bail and cross-dressing murder. Have you heard this story? Yes. Three young men are being held without bail in Northern California in the murder of a cross-dressing 17-year-old boy. The body of Eddie Arujo of Newark was found in a shallow grave in El Dorado County. Police say that's Newark, California. Police say one of the suspects led officers to the body. A fourth man was arrested but not charged. Police said Arujo showed up at the October 3rd house party as a girl named Lita and was assaulted and killed after what? What a coincidence. Someone would appear on a radio show, and that was her name also, Lita. Our receptionist. Did he say, take me to your Lita? And was assaulted and killed after the suspect learned he was a boy. This is not a funny story, okay? This is a horrendous, grotesque. Leave it to George to be bringing freaky Carlos in this story. The defendants allegedly beat him nearly unconscious, then tightened a rope around his neck till he appeared to be dead. Then they drove his body to a remote spot on the Sierra foothills and buried him, a police affidavit said. They're going to pay for what they did, said Araujo's aunt. How do you pronounce that? I don't know. Araujo, well, uh, Imelda Guerrero. I hope every, thank God she's got a different name. I hope everybody out there who sees this learns something from this because he was a beautiful person inside and out. Michael Mag Madison, 27, Jason, Jaron Neighbors, 19, and Jose Morel, 24, appeared in court Friday on charges of murder with a hate crime enhancement. They entered no pleas and were held without bail. Neighbors lawyer Robert J. Bielas said his client had no violence in his background. There was no bias in him, Bielas said, nothing to indicate neighbors would actively participate in any type of homophobic activity. According to the affidavit, Paul Morell's girlfriend took Araujo into the bathroom at the Morell's house to settle the question of his gender, then announced he was a boy. Jose Morell punched Araujo to the floor, and neighbors and Magnuson joined in. Police said Paul Morell said he was sleeping at the time, but his girlfriend woke him and insisted they flee. He told police he saw Araujo on the floor with his skirt pulled up as they left but knew nothing more. Police said the other three drove the body to the mountains. He was reported missing by his mother when they didn't come home. Thomas Friedman writes, I don't want to be reading no periodicals, though, you know. This is in yesterday's New York Times. I mean, it wasn't in the Sun Sentinel or the uh, Herald. Is, am I permitted to do that? Because I'll, it's I'll not, check. I'll call it's not a local paper. Now, like all those now those cooking shows that Tom reviews, are those local cooking shows that Tom Dicker reviews in the Sun Sentinel? No, they're not. I don't, I don't think we have any local cooking shows. Not do last we? time I checked. Oh. Thomas Friedman writes, Drilling for Freedom in yesterday's New York Times, he says, a funny thing happened in Iran the other day. The official Iranian news agency, IRNA, IRNA, published a poll on Iranian attitude toward America conducted by Iran's National Institute for Research Studies and Opinion Polls. The poll asked 1,500 Iranians whether they favored opening talks with America, and 75% said yes. More interesting, 46% said U.S. policies on Iran, which include an economic boycott and labeling Iran as part of an axis of evil, were to some extent correct. Oops. You can imagine what happened next. Iran's hardliners shut down the polling institute and threatened the Erna official who published the results. Never mind, the fact that the hardliners had to do such a thing shows how out of touch they are with Iran's courageous mainstream. 
I relate this incident because it's very useful in thinking about the task of democratic transition in the Middle East. The Arab and Muslim worlds today are largely dominated by autocratic regimes. If you want to know what it would look like for them to move from autocracy to democracy, check out Iran. In many countries, it will involve an Iran-like mixture of theocracy and democracy in which the Islamists initially win power by the ballot box but then can't deliver the jobs and rising living standards that their young people desire, so they come under popular pressure and can only hold on to power by force. But eventually they will lose because the young generation in Iran today knows two things. One, they've had enough democracy to know they want more of it, and two, they've had enough theocracy crammed down their throats to know they want less of it. Eventually, they'll force a new balance in Iran involving real democracy and an honored place for Islam but not an imposed one. But why is this taking so long? Why isn't Iran like Poland or Hungary after the fall of the Berlin Wall? And why might not Iraq be like them after the fall of Sodom? The answer is spelled O-I-L. The transition from autocracy to real democracy in Iran has dragged out much longer than in Europe for many reasons, but the most important is because the hardline mullahs control Iran's oil wealth. What that means is that they have a pool of money they can use to monopolize all the instruments of coercion, the army, police, and intelligence services, and their pool of money is not dependent on their opening Iran's economy or political system or being truly responsive to their people's aspirations. Think of it like this. There are two ways for a government to get rich in the Middle East. One is by drilling a sand dune. The other is by drilling the talent, uh, talents, intelligence, creativity, and energy of its men and women. As long as the autocratic leaders of Iran, Iraq, or Saudi Arabia can get rich by drilling their natural resources, they can stay in power a long, long time. All they have to do is capture control of their oil tap. Only when a government has to drill its human resources will it organize itself in a way that enables it to extract those talents with modern education, open trade, and freedom of thought of scientific inquiry in the press. For all these reasons, if we really want to hasten the transition from autocracy to something more democratic in places like Iraq or Iran, the most important thing we can do is gradually but steadily bring down the price of oil through conservation and alternative energies. I know that Dick Cheney thinks conservation is for sissies, real men send B-52s, but he's dead wrong. In the Middle East, conservation and alternative energies are strategic tools. Ronald Reagan helped bring down the Soviet Union by using two tactics. He delegitimized the Soviets and he defueled them. He delegitimized them by branding the Soviet Union an evil empire and by exposing its youth to what was going on elsewhere in the world, and he defueled them by so outspending them on Star Wars that the Soviet Union went bankrupt. In the Middle East today, the Bush team is delegitimizing the worst regimes as an axis of evil, but is doing nothing to defuel them. Just the opposite, we refuel them with our big cars. Which was the first and only real Arab democracy? Lebanon. Which Arab country had no oil? Lebanon. Which is the first Arab oil state to turn itself into a constitutional monarchy? Bahrain. Which is the first Arab oil state to run out of oil? Bahrain. Ousting Saddam is necessary for promoting the spread of democracy in the Middle East, but it won't be sufficient, it won't stick, without the Mideast states kicking their oil dependency and without us kicking ours. Writes Thomas Friedman and uh, Friedman in yesterday's New York Times. Sorry to be reading these periodical things from out of town on the air, okay? Because I know they're not local, and it doesn't help me uh, keep my finger on the pulse of uh, all the good stuff that's going on here. Can you feel it? The pulse? Uh... Live, live and local. We're Sports Radio 560 QAM. Whitney has a pair. Kids Bop Records, where kids sing along with popular songs, now introduces Kids Bop Classic. 20 original modern-day classic songs the whole family can enjoy. Oh, baby, make it hurt so good. The only family that she's ever had is her seven horny brothers and her drunk ass dad. Your kids can dance to these songs all day. They're songs that kids love. Get a job, you f***ing love, I'll reply. I wish I was special. You're so f***ing special. I get high in the evening and pop the blue. The kids are back. I'm a big 
Isn't it? Uh, and see the one guy that said they were like olive skin Mexicans are like olive, olive skin. skin. So maybe, maybe that the shoe fly ply apple pan dowdy guy maybe he was an awful <laughs> of crap, huh? Maybe he knew something. I doubt it though. He didn't. He was a scumbag, career criminal. But at any rate, so uh, and what I was starting to say before I got interrupted by uh, Tom Jicka and all those periodicals, the fact that this guy, at least one of them, was Mexican, it's better than if it turned out to be like somebody of Middle Eastern descent. You follow what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah, no, much better than that. Because if Thank they both turn out to be like uh, anything. Ragheads. Anything, yeah, if they both turn out to be ragheads, we'd oh. be going, uh-oh. Oh, my God. Yeah, like that. But Mexicans? Yeah. And, of course, not only that, but we don't even know if these are the uh, snipers. Right, no, we don't know nothing. A lot of this they have no way of knowing. They have no way of knowing if there's any kind of terrorist. Yeah, see, no way of knowing, that's it, no way of knowing. No way of knowing. Howard Kurtz, this man, seriously, he when you see him on the screen, you know your life has reached the the bottom, the pits. This man is so full of crap. And what they did to him yesterday, I loved it. He had his own little pen. Hey, Pally's walking. Look at that. Pally's got a walker now. Nice going there, Pally. Every other day only. And, of course, uh, now he's pretty good with these numbers. Maybe he can get that stuff for us tomorrow. What? As soon as he can. As soon <laughs> he, as they're available. He said, I'll look. He didn't say, as soon as I can. I can hear through the glass. No, he said, I'll look, but then they well, What is that? What, what, what is that that he's handing? Fat boy's in the other room. In there with it. And he's waddling in here with his walker. Look out. Uh-oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, 600 pounds waddling through that door. The whole building is shaking. Clear channel at issue in Florida election. Bastards. Democrats in Florida trying to make a campaign contribution from former Clear Channel executive and issue in the state's campaign for governor. Carl Eller, the re- not the football player, the retired 